Well, why are they patting down that old woman and that old man? The guy's 90. Adam Curry, John C. Dvorak. It's Thursday, November 22nd, 2012. Time for your Gitmo Nation Media Assassination, episode 463. This is No Agenda. Proud to be lazy and incompetent here in the capital of the Drone Star State, Austin Tejas. In the morning, everybody, and a happy Thanksgiving. I'm Adam Curry. Hey, and from uh, the Pacific NW Bunker, uh, here I am, John C. Dvorak. It's Crackpot and Buzzkill in the morning. I saw on the weather it's raining up there. Uh, it's actually not raining at, at the moment. You see, they lied to me again. I hate it when they do that. It's like, whoa, up here in the Pacific Northwest, you can't even see Washington State. The window right now, there's not a drop coming down. I don't know what they're talking about. Yeah, well, I told you, they're lying. They all lie. So you are up uh, with uh, La Familia in um, uh, in uh, Washington State. Um, Party time! <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Yeah, Mimi has her high heels on again, is that what you're saying? She's in bed. <laughs> oh, so, uh, is she not feeling well? Is she okay? No, she sleeps. She's sleeping. Oh, okay. <laughs> she, her and Jay, uh, Jay stayed up all night cooking pies. Oh, I, I, I did like every other Texan. I went to HEB and bought me one. Oh, yum. Yeah, well, I'm all we actually I'm all We actually cooked a pumpkin pie that uh, is from a, a an heirloom pumpkin uh-huh. that actually looks like a giant cucumber. Uh-huh. And <laughs> a pumpkin that looks like a cucumber. I'm visualizing. Well, it's actually more like a squash. It looks like a squash. Mm-hmm. But it's a giant green thing. And the part where the sun doesn't hit it is the is the distinctive orange pumpkin color. Okay. But uh, the, the, the flesh, the actual meat inside the pumpkin, uh, inside this pumpkin, is superior Mm-hmm. Uh, in flavor, so we should uh, at least that's what I'm told. I'll find out later when I bite into the pie. Well, I'm uh, all alone here in uh, in camp, camp Mofo. No one here for uh, Thanksgiving. I'm going nowhere after the show. <laughs> I'm, it's true. Oh yeah. uh, no, I don't get feel some bad. hookers. <laughs> no, the, even the hookers have somewhere Nobody to go. Nobody ever invites the hookers to Thanksgiving dinner. <laughs> I think the hookers. You know, there must be like some big hooker Thanksgiving dinner because no one's available. They're like, oh no, Friday. You'll be first in line Friday, but no, sorry, bub. Uh, but, this, but this is sorry, bub. <laughs> sorry, bub. But this, of course, is a lead-in to uh, an annual thing we do here on the No Agenda Show, the best podcast in the universe, where we explain the bogative nature of the holiday known as Thanksgiving. I present to yeah. you the expert of all bogative holidays, John C. Dvorak, Ph.D. Okay. Um you caught me. You, you just you could have given me more a little heads up so I could have jumped to the because uh, I've got. If you go to dvorak.org slash blog, you will get uh, and and type in Thanksgiving. You will get some of the really great material. Some of the great materials on there. I actually have two posts. What, could you stop hitting stuff? What, or is that your keyboard? What are you doing? That's my keyboard. My God! It sounds like you're hitting the table with a stick. <laughs> no, it doesn't. Yes, it does. I have ears. Uh-huh. Anyway, well, the mic is unfortunately way too close to this thing. That's the problem. Okay, so Thanksgiving was actually pretty much the Thanksgiving we have today stems from uh, Abraham Lincoln, and there is there was there was one event that was documented in the 1600s, one and one only, 
where the Indians were uh, invited to some sort of a meeting, and I think they, they killed them. Well, this is the latest information I've gotten. <laughs> update, update. Uh, hold on. <laughs> let me just back up for a second. For those of you who do not live in the United States of Gitmo Nation or in the United States of Canadias, where they also celebrate Thanksgiving but not on the same day, we have a holiday here, and I will explain to you uh, how this has been taught to children all across the land. Um, this is the story as as children are taught, and it's and I can I can tell you immediately because I was taught in the same way, and it's been reinforced over the years. So one year, the, the after the first year of the Pilgrims being in America, um, and it was it was a very hard oh wait it was a very very hard year. But luckily, yes. we had we had become we had become friends with the Indians who had shown us how to grow corn and uh, and uh, turkeys <laughs> and stuffing, right. and stuffings, and uh, we were so thankful to them that we sat down at a big meal with turkey and corn and stuffings and pumpkin pies that looked like squash, and uh, and we had a thanks a giving a meal of thanksgiving, and uh, we all held hands. And then we went around the table and we all told everyone what we were thankful for this year. And that is the story of Thanksgiving. Well, that's funny because we never told anybody what we were thankful for. But the story is still basically the same. Okay, let me read from the uh, the uh, post that I did uh, some time back. Uh, the term Thanksgiving was brandished throughout the U.S. history and officially codified by Lincoln in 1863 at the behest of an activist writer named Sarah Hale. She's the one. Before 1863, there was no thanksgiving per se, but a lot of proclamations for giving thanks for this and that, uh, all called thanksgiving. There was a slew of them. There were virtually no thanksgiving events from the Thomas Jefferson administration uh, until Lincoln, because he hated the whole idea, and he wasn't putting up with it at all. There used to be thanksgiving for the people who survived the wars or for them helping out and dying. Right. Anyway, so uh, there was the only thing that that people kind of liked to – like to believe is that in 1860 or I'm sorry, in 1621, there was a three day one shot party modeled after something called harvest home. And it wasn't called Thanksgiving. It was called, it was harvest home was the end of a harvest party celebrated in parts of the British Isles. And that party didn't happen again for, I don't know, a hundred years or something. Anyway, it's bogus. The whole thing is bogus. That's the point. It's bogus. It's, but I, it's a bogus holiday. And by the way, here's a good one. I just picked this up. This is you. new. Yeah. Oh, and a new uh, meme. Yeah. They they started it as a. Uh, it was going to be the last Thursday of uh, November, and then once they picked up on the notion that it was the triggering point for Christmas. Uh huh. They moved it up a week to get the merchants more money. <laughs> right. This shows you how, how ridiculous this, this holiday is. And now the talk is they're thinking of moving it up another week. Really? When did, where did you hear this? This is floating around. This is, a, this is, they're actually discussing <laughs> the Congress is discussing for the benefit of, because everyone's <laughs> wants, they can't get enough of this Christmas shopping. Yeah. So Black, it may Black Friday. Black Friday. So in the next couple of years, it may be the second. You know, the, like where it is now, be a week earlier, so they get a weekend of extra shopping. Well, I have a problem right now. I have a real problem with uh, with something that's going on, and uh, and you know, in a, in my new politically correct mode, um, I think that uh, it is 
a racial issue to call Friday after Thanksgiving Black Friday. I think it should be called either African American Friday or I think it's <laughs> <laughs> not what is. Yeah. Hey, but you know what? Around Thanksgiving every single year, we go through the same racial crap over in Euroland because it is this time when St. Nicholas, known as Sinterklaas, shows up on his steamship from Spain with his black peats. And we and so just like we have the Thanksgiving story every year, we've got the the Dutch are racist a-holes from Holland. Arriving in Amsterdam, St. Nicholas, heralding the start of the Dutch celebrations for Christmas. As always since the mid-1800s, he is surrounded by his helpers, Svarta Pieten, Black Peter. According to tradition, they carry a book full of names of the naughty children and also hand out sweets. The presence of the fictional character in the celebrations has sparked a growing row with accusations of racism led by one activist who last year was arrested for protesting without permission. Uh, here's the thing. Did you hear that? This, this cracked me up when I heard it the second time. The guy who was protesting uh, this fictional character with his fictional Black Pete helpers was arrested in the Netherlands for protesting without permission. How awesome is the Netherlands? <laughs> he was protesting without permission. Now listen to the rest of the story. When this tradition was started, the general idea was that black people were worth less than those who were white. We are now in 2012, and we have to admit those ideas from those times don't apply to now. St. Nicholas or Sinterklaas, as the Dutch call him, has been celebrated for many centuries. The Black Peter character was only introduced in 1850. Now, get ready, because the Dutch have to get around this somehow, because, you know, we, we still got to be the racist Dutch. You know, we can't just, like, get rid of our black helpers. We are sure that Amsterdam is a very multicultural city, and you can't really blame us for racism. <laughs> when I was a teenager, I had the impression it was racist, but not now. They are black because they get dirty climbing down chimneys. <laughs> <laughs> go <Woo>. Dutch, go Dutch. <laughs> That's a good one. Because <laughs> uh, they don't children. They're black because they climb down chimneys. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Every year they try to get rid of it. Every single year, and I love it. Now, yeah, good old Dutch. Good on you. Get your black people out there, out front and center. <laughs> So uh, anyway, so uh, yeah, so the kids actually showed up uh, yesterday. Uh, my daughter Christina and her boyfriend Juan, and uh, we, you're by yourself. No, well, the the deal is, they came last night, so we had kind of like a mini Thanksgiving meal, and then Juan's whole family lives in uh, Corpus Corpus Christi. What, what is a mini Thanksgiving meal? You, you had a chicken instead of a turkey. Yeah, that's a, <laughs> you are correct. We had a chicken instead of a turkey. And uh, we had eggnog, and uh, we got drunk, and had all kinds. Of, you know, and this morning I had you know all the cereal that Miss Mickey doesn't allow because she's not here. You know, the, like the colored cardboard with the sugar on it. We had that. Oh, uh -huh. it's my favorite. You know, stuff that toxic show today. <laughs> honey smacks and honey nut Cheerios. <laughs> what were you doing with those in the house in the first place? No, I went out and bought them yesterday because the kids are coming. <laughs> oh, you, hey, come on, the kids are here. I, I got to have like nastiness and crap and drinks and the kids booze. are here. Let's have cereal. <laughs> let's have let's have crap and booze. Yeah, and so th so they they got up this morning and they uh, are driving to Corpus Christi where Juan's whole family is. So she's gonna and you know Christina really loves big family, but she doesn't have. Uh, of course, grass always greener, other side thing. 
So she loves uh, doing the whole Thanksgiving thing with the big Mexican family, which would be hilarious. <laughs> which, which I was invited to, but I'm like, ah, it's all right. Yeah. Uh, and so they're coming back uh, Friday. There's so many jokes that you can I do know, in this, with that I setup <laughs> that it just, just makes sickens Where were me. You? Where were you? It sickens me. I, I can't say, use I half the material. Say, what? Why not? We got black peats. <laughs> we can do anything you want. Beats. We got Black Friday. You can do whatever you want. We've got uh, anyway. So uh, and then the kids are staying through Wednesday. So I'm I'm set. And tonight I'm I'm literally I'm just gonna. Cook up some of um, the the French uh, the French dude from the market. Some of his merguez, and uh, I got some pumpkin pie from H E B. And I'm gonna sit on the couch with my hand in my pants and watch television because I'm all. And maybe I'll pop a couple Vicodins. <laughs> Party! Well, this is, there's a good story. There's some guy for Thanksgiving. I guess he cooked and ate his wife. Oh, really? <laughs> to eat the evidence? Oh, wait, that's a different story. Why? Where was? Where did this happen? Texas cannabis. Texas. Really? Well, this is no. This is an old story. This is not the one. Oh, this, this is. Not, oh, the guy finally got. This is not breaking news. What this is, is this? This is not breaking news. No, no. This is from. This is. Oh, there's a new one. This happens every year. Wife killed, cut up, and cooked her husband. The Thai mother cooks and eats her young sons. Uh, yeah. Texas cannibal zombie. Yay! Kills. Cooks and eats his girlfriend, but that was a couple years ago. Uh, Wife nice. kills hubby, chops him up, cooks him, eats him. Mm. It goes on and on. I mean, this, I guess, is a trend. Well, in the morning to you, John C. Dvorak. Well, in the morning to you, Adam Curry. In the morning to all ships at sea, boots on the ground, subs in the water, feet in the air. And in the morning to all the knights and dames out there who support the show uh, from the get-go. Very good. And all of our artists uh, who are consistently bringing us great art. You can find all of that at noagendaartgenerator.com. Thank you very much, Sir Nussbaum, for the artwork in episode 463. We've got another. Well, we're here. We're here on uh, on a holiday, uh, on a Thanksgiving. Uh, even though John is actually going to be celebrating and is uh, and is going to be cooking and stuff, and and we're here. We we showed up for you. Uh, we tried to do that, and I think this year the holiday season will be here. Will be on Christmas, uh, New Year's, every single day because it doesn't. Even, those didn't even fall on show day, so we're just going for it, right? <laughs> so I also want to thank Nick Durat for the art for the newsletter. Oh, very good. Yeah, it, it was a fun suit. It was a fun, really good piece of art. Can I get straight into some racism stuff since I'm on it? Kind of. Well, we have a lot of. We ended up with a lot of contributors, so it would be. I think it'd be uh, amenable to get the executive producers mentioned early on. Well, let's rock it then. Okay, we have a, a slew of executive and excuse me, associate executive producers, uh, with two nights, two instant night. Donations. Uh, one of 12, 12, 12, 12. Uh, John, you've, you've got, let's see, this is a long note. Uh, JCD can read this part if he wants to give a shout out to his son. Credit this donation to Molly Kincaid. Uh, Jason still wants to be a douchebag. And he says, hello, Buzzkill Jr., hot. He loves Hot Diggity Dead, uh, which is his novel, which you can get on, on Amazon for the Kindle. I'll read more after I'm done with Halo. For, anyway, <laughs> read the note in my best. If it wasn't so, <laughs> such a big donation, I would try to struggle through this thing. Read the note in your best drunk, southern drunk voice. 
Oh, all right. Are you going to do that? I or? think I think all Southerners, it's just, a, just a drunk sound, so you can just do a Southern accent and talk yeah. a little bit like this yeah. with a little kind of slur at the end. Watch your YouTube video first. You sound more like a girl. If you do, on second thought, don't I'd hate to be the one who ruins the 2012 last Thanksgiving of all time no agenda podcast because I wanted Devorah to sound like a nerd girl when he read my donation note. All right, first things first. Hit me with a douchebag uh, right now because uh, there's a mess of a uh, because of cause I've listened for a few years without giving. <laughs> Actually, DSC got me to here, so I may have been on the ground floor of this thing, and I don't. And if I don't help, I might be in the smoking, broken mess of another failed podcast. Adam. WTC7 won't go away. I know he's reading the notes. So, no, your guys, nobody's going to give us love on Thanksgiving or even listen. Well, the listening part's still up for grabs. You did get a lot of love. Or even listen, guilt trip finally pushed me over the edge. I'm taking a care of the less donation. One fell swoop. Here's a 12-12-12 donation, uh, making me an Insta dame. Dame Molly. <laughs> has a nice ring to it, but really I had planned to do several weird combo donations and he goes on. Uh, this she, is creepy. She, I can also see myself on. gathering my friends around the Roku to hear this live. This is my command. Double nickels on the Dime Mothership ticket podcast license. Hot and juicy. Too tasty to believe donation. Here's hoping PayPal gets it in time. Give my long friend Jason Phillips a douchebag hit. Douchebag. We're both converts from the DSC days, but I beat him to the punch. I'm using this donation PayPal, but my money, so I guess it should net him some absolution, but not much. Anyway, <clears throat> that was a long-winded note from uh, credited to Molly Kincaid. Dame Molly, and, I, and uh, I'd like to see, uh, I don't know, a picture? Where's the picture? <laughs> where's, the, where's the picture? Didn't we have like a huge combination of things I had to play for this? That was oh, it. No. You played it. It was a WTC7, a couple of douchebags. Okay. All right. I'm just trying to keep up with the, with the program here. Well, Another donation came of $1,122.12, which I'm not understanding the odd... Uh, oh, eleven twenty two twelve. That's the That was last... Uh, that was a date. That would be the date today. That's today's date. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Sir Robert Rock sent that in without a note, and we looked and wait, looked. Wait, and wait, wait. Robert Rock has done this before. Yeah, he just senses of money and he says Rock nothing. Is, is, Robert Rock is one awesome hombre. He's yeah, he just, is. He's just like he's like I'm. I'm a sir. I don't need don't don't. I, I don't need a I don't bunch need. of stinking douchebags or anything <laughs> like that. And he's from Anchorage. Which is yeah, I know. Oh man, we got to go visit him. We definitely got to go visit him. This is uh, yeah. yeah. Well, thank you very much, uh, Sir Robert. Uh, JD uh, from SJ California, longtime boner, first time donor, giving me a D douching and a Hey Citizen Huntsman karma, and his donation was four six three six four, which is a palindrome mm. for the for show four six three, but he added the six four to make it more balanced. Okay, so uh, did he want a D douching as well? Yeah, D douching citizen huntsman karma. Okay. <laughs> You've been de douched. Hey, citizen. Oh. You've got karma. All right. Rocket. That's the first <clears throat> congestion. So uh, we have another uh, 463 donation. This is amazing. We have four members of the 463 club. 
It's from uh, Christina Lake in Lisbon, Maine. In the morning, John and Adam, I'm donating this amount to the best podcast universe because, one, it means I'm part of the 463 Club. And rounding up by 35 cents, that's exactly how much my fiancé, Richard Harriman, and I had left to reach knighthood, crediting all my previous donations toward him. See accounting below. I'm so happy I could get this done for this show because I wanted to wish you a happy Thanksgiving and get Richard a knighthood before 12-21-12, our wedding day. Hey. That's my wedding present to him. That's a good wedding present. What? I think people should be giving the the gift of donations to the No Agenda show as gifts that is for Christmas. A, I mean, that is truly, that. you know, there's nothing like a woman who does that that doesn't just say, I love you forever. You are my man. Uh, like to get the, uh, today's the 22nd. Oh, 20, oh, 12, 12, 21. 12, okay. Yeah. So yeah, she wants to get the, the, uh, the ring for the uh, wedding. Tell, tell me, tell me, me to get out of bed. Send it right hey, now. Hey, me, get out of bed. <laughs> right now. Get out of bed. Do it. Uh, we'll, we'll work on that. It should be doable. Please keep up the great work. And I can, uh, then she ruins it. <laughs> By getting, she was requesting an Atlas Shrugged Little Girl Yay Karma for the wedding. Thanks for working so hard. Okay. All right. Well, congratulations, you two crazy kids, on your wedding, and what a lovely wedding gift it is. Atlas Shrugged by Ayn Rand. Wow! You've got <laughs> karma. <laughs> uh, it's a beautiful thing when we can... Baron von Pelsmacher's hey, in the Belgium. Baron. Nice. The Baron is back. Baron's back. 463. Happy Thanksgiving to the progenitors of the best podcast in the universe. Fact. Science. Science. Central question is that even on holidays, they continue to hit us slaves in the mouth. Why? Because it's the best way to propagate the formula. Some karma and a little girl yay for both you gentlemen. Enjoy your Thanksgiving. Wow. Got karma. Thank you, Baron. Thank you so much, amigos. Uh, and then we have. Let me just do one quick little search here, just to make sure, because I didn't see Hoffman's thing on here earlier. It's <laughs> so loud. What? It is so loud. <laughs> it's like, who am I now? Okay, we got. I'm dog typing. <laughs> I'm typing. What do you? Don't bother me. I'm searching. David Hoffman, Sir David Hoffman, with no note that I can find it from NOLA, Pennsylvania, member of the 463. William uh, Wilford B. Kessler in Lebanon, Pennsylvania, interestingly enough, uh, 333.33. Thanks for doing uh, what you do so I don't have to. To you douchebags out there, please donate already on this day of giving thanks and just think of this podcast cease to be. Just think if this podcast ceased to be. That's what he's asking rhetorically. As in, uh, yeah. Well, what if you have nothing to listen to? Yeah, that would suck. The work John and Adam do isn't easy, and the charismatic pairing of the two is unique. That's for sure. <laughs> that's that's what if, I'm thankful for. If for some inexplicable reason you think their time isn't worth anything, then donate your time worth. What? <laughs> Remember, they do it just so you don't have to. They certainly deserve more than just getting by. I hope this helps with some antenna funding. <laughs> He wants a little girl. Yay, karma. <laughs> Thank you very much. Yay. Yay. Wow. Antennas. You've got <laughs> karma. So, so we got a note today from some guy who uh, 
says, you know, he's now thinking of getting, he says it was so cool to hear you key up your uh, little transceiver and then get it hit the repeater and then have it come across the speakers or my little machines in my house just so instantly that he got jacked up. Yeah. And he says, this is great. This technology, I'm going to become a ham. Talk more about ham. He thought it was fascinating. Well, let me just say that uh, the Daily Morse Code, dailymorsecode.com, is taken off. And there's links there on how to become a ham, what we're doing. And uh, after uh, after the show, we do a net. Daily Morse Code? Yeah, dailymorsecode.com. You should look at it because the album art often references you. <laughs> Yeah, that's figures. Yeah, the slogan is R- working random dudes while waiting for JCD to hit the repeater. That that's that's pretty much what we do. Yeah, okay, I hit the repeater next Thursday. Yeah, right. We'll, we'll work, get me set up. How, how about okay. Sunday? What about Sunday? I got things to do. I got family here. I got there's a million dogs in this place. There's a, <laughs> there's cleaning that needs to be done. I mean, I got to cook again. I'm cooking every night for a huge group of people. Oh, okay. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't know that, you know, you had things to do. Yeah, I got I've got to, you know, things, things, things. Anyway, that's uh you gave me this little girl yay karma. Yeah. Yeah, sure did. Random hillbilly in Elkins, West Virginia, which would be where there would be random hillbillies. Uh, doesn't need anything but more drunk John and Stone John. <laughs> well, maybe Sunday. Hey, I'm here. Ah, what a night. Anonymous <laughs> in Double Bay, New South Wales, 30333. This donation should make me a knight. You can call me Sir Humphrey. Yes, Minister. If you don't have one already, do watch Yes, Minister for Politics 101. This is a t- is this a British show or Australian show? I don't know. Look it up on t- Yes Ministers. So. The name of yeah, it. must be. Um, Happy Thanksgiving drone game show theme song heard too rarely. He wants you to hear the uh, karma after the drone game win loser drone. Got it. You remind me of the two cranky Muppets Statler and Waldorf, or maybe you are the Woodward and Bernstein of our era, President Obama. Equals black preacher plus Elvis. Adam, hey, everybody. Last bunch of shows have been... This is just random notes, by the way. There's <laughs> like, no continuity here. I'm, Last I'm, bunch of shows have been of a very high standard. Well, we're falling I, off the boat on this I, one. I'm just... I'm drunk, and I'm just going to write some letters, numbers, words. It's very hard to multitask with no agenda. That's where he thinks it's great. And he asks, where's Leo's donation? Oh, that's right. <laughs> Yeah, thousand dollars. All right. So, so what do I do here? Am I, am I, do I have a? Is there a call drone? To action? Drone and uh, karma. Oh, okay. Drone. Oops. Oh, why does it go like that? Maybe I should just do it that way. That's interesting. Hmm. What? Well, it's, what is like? I haven't done the win loser drone in such a long time that I, you know, I, 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 I queued up the the wrong one. Sorry. Don't get all angry with me. Sound like Win, the right one to me. Lose or drone. That's right. Thank you very much for your donation of three hundred and three dollars and thirty-three cents. That means you will not be subject to our game show. Win, lose, or drone. Karma. <laughs> karma. <laughs> Jeez. You've got karma. Win, lose, or drone. Karma. 
Anthony Mudd, this, hopefully no one will ask for that again. And Anthony Montgomery in Westfield, Indiana, 30303. My final installment from 30303 towards my 121212 knighthood. Nice. I decided not to wait until 121212 because it seems right that I should complete this goal for Thanksgiving. Indeed, I thank you for your accurate analysis, your red book bull's eyes. I thank you for improving my own thought process when hearing the so-called news. I'm a fan of history, and I know that corruption has always been part of our system, and you've helped me integrate that knowledge with what I see and hear in the media. Most of all, I thank you for the entertainment this has brought me. Instead of anger and frustration, I'm beginning to laugh at the absurdity of it all. That's, what, that's our goal. Yeah, there you go. Success. I need no more karma, so instead, please give yourselves a heartfelt best podcast in the universe from me. Best regards. May God bless you. The best podcast in the universe. Okay, now we got something interesting. Devin Smith. Uh, hello for $250. Hello from south of France. Uh-oh, stop That's where we should be. Stop the press. The south of France. France. Really? This, this, uh, well, this, first of all, this can't be a Frenchman because Frenchmen don't donate. So and they don't have the name Smith. No, or Devin for that matter. Ron mentioned that he hit me in the mouth during last episode's donation. How true. This is my European Thanksgiving donation. I'm thankful for no agenda. My wife turned 40 on Tuesday and is slowly becoming a fan. He's, he's a niece. <laughs> he wants a MILF karma. Hey, I hear there's lots of them down there. MILF. That's one mother I like to. You've got karma. Nice. Nice and I niece. I love niece. Nice and niece. Chris McGraw in Alexandria, Virginia, 250. Greetings from Northern Virginia. Yeah, you know what that means. So I've got some extra cash this month. Why? Because my mortgage refinancing closed yesterday. So I figured the only honorable thing to do is put the extra cash cash toward the best podcast in the universe on this Thanksgiving day. I didn't heed the warnings from you both on the lifespan of karma so I could use a booster shot to get me through the Black Friday and Cyber Monday marketing bull crap. <laughs> Yeah. Please give me uh, give me a parliament shot to the head, Karma. I'm shooting for that knighthood before the end of the world next month because I want a ring. Mm. Happy Thanksgiving. You've got Karma. There you go. Meanwhile, here is Ron Pepper from San oh. Francisco. Hello. My best friend has been living it up in France. Aha! Not in the Saskatoon of France. For several years now, we both decided to donate. Since we haven't found a chance to talk over the phone lately, I thought this would have some fun and deliver news during the donation segment of the best podcast in the universe. Everybody wins. So on the last show, I sent a shout-out with a very thinly disguised message, but he didn't appear to decode it. He should have taken my advice and listened with his wife to avoid that happening. She is in the radar for this sort of thing. Or she's on the radar. She has a radar. So here is the same message in a more direct way. It would be perfect if you'd read it, John, in a JCD deadpan style. Here goes. Hey, D, guess what? We're having a baby. Yay! Give us some karma for the baby. <laughs> You've got karma. Nice. Did you get that one, Devin? They're having a baby. <laughs> wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Sir Sean Connolly in Naperville, Illinois, 200. Uh, just trying to do my part to support the best podcast in the universe. Thank Sir you. Sean, thank, thank you. Sir you. Sean. Lovely. Marcel Genota, 200. Gentlemen, sorry about the two donations. I had too much wine and made an error 
and the initial donation was inadequate. The exact amount of the donation doesn't have any meaning. It was just a balance of my PayPal account, which we recommend, by the it's way. Because people get money in their PayPal's making money off of it. Please give a shot at karma to yourselves. Hey. Best podcast in the universe. Hey, what do you mean? How does PayPal make a bunch of money off of it? If it's they, they, they've got your money and they're collecting interest on it. Oh, really? Well, sure. They're you know they're, they. What do you think they're doing with the money? I don't know. Just like watching it for you. Stroking. Yeah, they're putting it. They got it in a in a money market or was something or other, and they're just collecting money off the money you left in there for some reason. Hmm. Really? You see? You think they're doing that? You don't think uh, they just leave it there, just sitting there, and just? It's idiotic if they are leaving it. I wouldn't do business with them if that was true. You've got karma. <laughs> just checking. Uh, Black Knight Eridadarian in Trabuco Canyon, California. 200 bucks, even though you feel it's a bogus holiday. Happy Thanksgiving. Thank you. It is a bogus holiday. I don't think it's bad that it's a bogus holiday. No, I like what I'm seeing here. And I, and, uh, you know, you'll always say it was your excellent, well thought out newsletter. But I think that people really, even though they know it's bogative, they're saying it's a it's a day of thanks, and I'm thankful to the best podcast in the universe. And I think that's why we're seeing so many uh, uh, executive and associate executive producers today. I think it's true. Well, then bogus holidays have a benefit. Yeah, we need more. Huh? We, we should have our own holiday. We should come up well, with one. There's always Father's Day and Mother's Day and the uh, home, Hallmark Days. Fourth of July is good. Is, Christmas has got to be a winner. But this, but no, but this is different. This is a day of thanks, and pe- this is this is what's warming my heart. People truly are thankful. For what we do, this is this is an outpouring of thanks. This isn't like Christmas. Here's a gift, you know, a tie or socks, you know, or old or old. <laughs> do not send us your spice, socks or your spice, blankets or old spice. <laughs> old spice. <laughs> I have actually received that once. That was not funny. It was not. A, no. I think you you seem like an old spice guy. Oh yeah, Lori Jutila or Utila in Helsinki, Finland. Oh. Here's my donation for show 463, the Thanksgiving edition. The donation's for a triple threat. I'm now an associate executive producer for the show. The donation completed a knighthood, counting provided, and I am requesting a birthday call-out as my birthday is on the 22nd today. Huh. I'm thankful for the work you do. The analysis, entertainment, and insights you provide twice a week are valuable and very much appreciated. Can huh. I get a Huntsman Karma? You can take that to the bank. Uh, best regards, Lori. Yes. Nice. Yes, Lori, you can get that if you send a picture. Helsinki. Come on, this is a hot finish, babes. He's just sitting up there and, you know, I just have a visual. Hot finish, babes. Lovely. Okay, well, well, give her a thing. (laughs) Yes, that's exactly what I'm saying. Let me give her her thing. Uh, You can take that to the bank. You've got... Karma. Thanks, Lori. Dame Lori. We have an anonymous donation of 200 bucks from the job seeker in Amsterdam. Need some job karma to make sure that a job interview I recently had will come through. I'm at my wits end with my current job and I'm spending far too much on whiskey (laughs) to cope with, to cook, what? I'm spending far too much on whiskey to cope at the end of the day. Okay. So maybe also add a dap of liver karma. (laughs) Combine this with a MILF and two to the head. <laughs> You're drunk. The guy's drunk. It's obviously drunk. <laughs> That's one mother. I'd like this. You've got karma. That's not a good combo. That is the weird combination of the month. <laughs> that is not a good combo. 
Hey, 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 boom. Hey, 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 you sexy male from your shooting the head. <laughs> Makes no sense. Hey, that concludes our, uh, our broadcast really day. Outstanding uh, contributions for today's show, uh, 463. I, I am very, very, very happy. Thank you all so much uh, for doing that. And um, we have, uh, so we already thanked uh, Sir Nussbaum and Nick the Rat uh, for our art. Um, there was a, a. And we can we can also assume that on Sunday's show we'll have no donations whatsoever. <laughs> so now's the time you can sneak in that cheap yeah. executive producer bit. That's right. $201. You can get it now while the going's good. Dvorak.org slash NA, channeldvorak.com slash NA, noagendashow.com, and noagendanation.com to help us out. A um, couple of PR mentions that kind of uh, slipped through uh, on the radar here. By the way, I, I registered a domain name um, to go along. I thought, you know, who knew that Iron Dome was going to end after eight days? You know, I'm really disappointed because I registered irondouche.com, which, of course, forwards to noagendashow.com. Like, this That's an evergreen. Iron douche. <laughs> it's like everyone has an iron something. We have an iron douche, irondouche.com. So that kind of fell flat. Uh, uh, Maynard there in uh, Down Under. Uh, he is going to be in Melbourne on the 28th presenting the How Not to Get a Radio Show with the ABC to the Australian Skeptics National Conference. ABC, of course, is the Australian Broadcast Corporation. And Maynard is a big uh, supporter of the show in uh, in Australia. And he says, while I'm in town, I'm going to put the call out for any listeners of No Agenda and any skeptics to get together and have a drink and argue about harp, etc., uh, so it will be held at the Penny Black in Brunswick uh, at 6.30 p.m., and that is on the 28th. And uh, just uh, see, you can probably just, uh, Maynard has a blog somewhere. I'll put a link in the show notes, and I'm sure he'll be uh, updating that. So make sure you check that out. There was a YouTube video, which you have to see. It'll, it'll be in the show notes under PR. Someone put together a 38-minute YouTube video, John. You have to see this thing. And it's basically everything we gripe about. But all of the videos with us kind of, you know, in and out between it, it's, it's I mean, I, the audio doesn't even make any sense. Uh, but it was just, it's an outstanding, outstanding piece of work. It makes us look a little crazy because it doesn't really have any of the deep analysis that we do. Uh, but it is something worth uh, taking a look at and worth sharing. And finally, I would like to say uh, big in the morning to the writers of um, the program... Uh, what is it? Uh, Up all night. This is a. Uh, I think this is on the NBC's. Up all night. Is this? Uh, are you familiar uh, with this uh, sitcom? No. Uh-uh. Yeah, Up all night. So Up all night had their um, their holiday Thanksgiving episode, and at the very end, uh, there's a scene, and in this scene, there's a like a, a turkey carcass on the ground, and the neighbors are all standing around it, and they're trying to figure out who would have done such a heinous thing as throw a turkey. I mean, it's, it's a stupid show, obviously. And that's why we don't watch it. Uh, but what was what happened in those last few minutes of the show was rather interesting. It's disgusting. It makes you wonder who your neighbors are. I mean, who would throw an entire turkey carcass in the street? Savages, probably, right? No way to... Behave in a society. Come on, why do we have a neighborhood watch? If you see something, say something. Oh. Hey. And it was almost on uh, in the right melody. Huh. What do you think? I, th- I think it, it had to come from us. 
Could be. I mean, it wouldn't surprise me. There's a lot of writers of some of these shows that listen to our show. But I've never heard Many anyone... times looking for ideas. Yeah, here, let's, let's hear it again. If you see something, say something. If you see something, say something. I think it's pretty close. That's close. Yeah, we'll give them credit. As, 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 thanks for stealing our jingle. Yeah. Hey, thanks a lot, guys. That's cool. And, of course, uh, big in the morning to everyone here in the chat room who showed up uh, for uh, all the human resources who've shown up for our our uh, big thanks, uh, Thanksgiving bogus holiday uh, extravaganza. And uh, we appreciate you being here. And, uh, and of course, uh, to our executive producers and associate executive producers, these are real credits. You can join the Producers Guild of America. Uh, you can put it on your IMDb. Unlike the, the douchebags in Hollywood, we will absolutely vouch for you that you were an exec or associate executive producer on the show. And, of course, you can always go out and propagate the formula. Our formula is this. We go out, we hit people in the mouth. And there you go. All right. Now can I get back to racism? Because I'm on a racism thing today. Well, I, I got a curiously a racist clip. <laughs> oh, awesome. <laughs> Let's hit your racist clip. Where is it? Is well, it it's titled? not really a racist clip. The analysis leads to a racist analysis. Okay. And by the way, did you hear you, 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 this couple of interesting things? Would, well, you'd go with, with your race thing, and I'll, I'll try to... Come, come back with uh, okay. All right. Well, the, all right. I'll, I'll hit my race thing. So Susan Rice, who is the uh, United Nation, the U.S. ambassador to the United Nations, um, who I despise just in general. But, but yeah, now, why do you despise her? Do you have any reason for this? Yeah, because she's an arrogant, lying uh, douche knuckle. Okay. I mean, you know, but of course, me saying I despise her these days, you know, I'm sexist and racist. That's pretty much what I'm hearing everywhere. So when um, we have uh, not just one, but apparently, I think uh, 97 uh, senators have come out and said, uh, President Obama, you cannot uh, nominate uh, Susan Rice for... Uh, the uh, to be the successor of Hillary Clinton because she she screwed up this whole uh, Benghazi thing where she went on all the talk shows the Sunday talk shows and she uh, came up with a story which pretty much was bogative and a lie um, and uh, and so the response from many and, people and, yes well I make sure to mention that she was she claims that this was talking points provided to her by the CIA which the CIA uh, patently rejects, and our thesis is is that Hillary set her up to fail um, with, the, with the bogus talk. That's my opinion. Yes, well, no, that, no, you have something new. Well, no, thank you. Well, thank you for bringing that up. So she uh, came out with a statement where she said, "Hey, man, I was just doing what I was told." But she doesn't actually say CIA. She says something else, which no one has really picked up on, even though it's very prominent as to what she's saying. With the obvious, as a senior U.S. diplomat, I agreed to a White House request. Okay, so it was the White House who requested her as a senior diplomat. 
uh, to appear on the Sunday shows to talk about uh, the full range of national security issues of the day, which at that time were primarily and particularly the protests that were enveloping uh, and threatening many diplomatic facilities, American diplomatic facilities around the world, and Iran's nuclear program. I did not uh, know that she talked about Iran. She's saying Iran, which is, means she's lying because it's not. It would have been Iran. And uh, she did not talk about Iran at all, as far as I know. But here it comes. The attack on Benghazi, uh, on our facilities in Benghazi, was obviously a significant piece of this. When discussing the attacks against our facilities in Benghazi, I relied solely and squarely on the information provided to me by the intelligence community. Now, I ask you, John, what is the intelligence community? Is this like a, a club where we can go check in and have a drink? Is it a social network? I mean, this is the biggest bunch of bullcrap. And no one's saying, excuse me, the intelligence community could be CIA, FBI, DNI, uh, DHS. It could be so many things. The intelligence community, she's not saying anything here. Anything. And she does it again. I made clear that the information was preliminary and that our investigations would give us the definitive answers. Now, now notice this. Oh, the, oh, yeah. She didn't make it clear. If she was making it clear, <laughs> we wouldn't be arguing the point. Everyone, particularly the intelligence community. There it is again. The, everyone. It's a one. Everyone. The intelligence community. John, as a, an expert uh, schooled in organizational charts, what is the intelligence community that would give her this information? Is it just who is that? Hillary Clinton, thank you, has worked in good faith to provide the best assessment based on the information available. Uh huh. You know the FBI and the State Department's Accountability Review Board are conducting investigations as we speak, Ooh. and they will look into all aspects of this heinous terrorist attack heinous. to provide what will become the definitive accounting of what occurred. Definitive, like the 9 well, she, does have, she has a she has a grating style of speech. That will be another reason why I dislike her. It's the way she I mean, talks. it's grating to listen to yeah. her. She's so yeah. she's snotty. But it's funny because well, she is snotty, and she real you know she's um she's arrogant, and I've seen her because you know they, they have this thing called the United Nations. They have a camera set up, and they call it a oh, what are they, it's like a weird name, uh, like a. Entrapment. It's, it's, it's a strange name where you walk out of the assembly room and you walk straight into the press onto the podium. And um, I'll have to look it up what the name of the, what, the, what they call those little speeches. But I, you know, because I watch a lot of this stuff, so you don't have to. Uh, you see the, the preamble before the questions start and she'll be like, You're not doing too close, are you? Okay, zoom out a little bit. This is literally the kind of stuff she says, you know, because she wants to look pretty. You know, and it's just like, uh, you know, it's confirming my statement that politics is show business for ugly people. And she's not even that ugly, but she's ugly on the inside. So here, of course, is, uh, it, you know, we've got a problem with uh, with Susan Rice being nominated to follow uh, Hillary Clinton, which may even be the reason why uh, Hillary, as you, uh, I think, correctly have um, uh, have analyzed why Hillary gave her these falso uh, talking points is so that she cannot become and she's probably and Hillary's probably called all the senators and said 
No, no, not her. While Hillary Clinton navigates the complex politics on the ground in Gaza, President Obama's top diplomat at the U.N. is facing angry politics in Washington. Angry? Ah, this is a code word. Here's how it starts. Susan Rice, the president's U.N. ambassador and a leading candidate to replace Clinton at the State Department, has been subject to withering and sometimes outlandish attacks from a wide range of Republicans. Senators John McCain and Lindsey Graham, two foreign policy leaders for the GOP, have slammed Rice for her initial comments about the source of the Libya attacks with McCain. By the way, that's a journalistic term, slamming. That's, a, uh, that's, uh, that's how we talk in news today. She sla- slammed Rice. Threatening to filibuster her if she's nominated. Many other Republicans have joined in. 97 members of the ah, House sent the go. president a letter Monday opposing Rice. Okay, 97. So that's quite a bit. Uh, so this, of course, uh, we need some conversation because there's angry stuff going on. Ooh, code word. Let's go to our buddy, Soledad O'Brien, on CNN, who sets up uh, Representative Clyburn so he can just just say it the way it is. You bunch of racist pricks. The Black Caucus incoming chair, uh, Marsha Fudge, is who you know well, uh, says that she actually yes. thinks that um, this is more about the fact that uh, Susan Rice is a woman and that she's she's black. Would you agree with what she's saying, that there's a racial or sexist component to a lot of these comments? Or would you say, as the letter seems to say, um, they use the word incompetent and they use the word uh, undermining the desire to improve <clears throat> excuse me, U.S. relations? Now, let me ask your question, uh, John. Uh, the words incompetent and undermining and uh, perhaps even lazy. Uh, what do these words mean to you? It means she's a, um, a uh, black woman. <laughs> Not helping. And we not, have to we not can't vote for her because she's a black woman. We don't need a black woman. Here we go. Uh, you know, these are code words. Code words. Ah, it's code words. Uh, we heard them during the campaign. Uh, during this recent campaign, we heard Senator Sanudu uh, calling uh, our president lazy, incompetent. These kinds of terms that those of us especially those of us who were born and raised in the South. We've been hearing these little words and phrases all of our lives, and we get insulted by them. Okay, let me just, uh, we, <laughs> we got to stripe a couple of uh, more words off the list, John. Uh, please add the L word and the I word to the list. You can no longer say lazy or incompetent. And here is um, Marsha Fudge of the Congressional Black Caucus, uh, and she did a little press uh, conference to yell about this. Can, can, can I interrupt this little train of thought for a second? Yeah. Um, what gender uh, was Condoleezza Rice? Mm. Now, I believe she was Secretary of State. Yeah. Uh, yes, that would be correct. Now, what, what, what? she was a woman, I believe. Um, well, the, the jury is still out on that. And I think... I could be wrong, but I think she's black. And and I think even she might have served for a um, Republican president. Huh. <laughs> yeah. And by the way, where is Condoleezza Rice standing up and saying this is bull crap? You don't hear her doing that. And she's happy to talk on, you know, to promote football jerseys. So let's listen to uh, Marsha Fudge. There is a clear, in my opinion... A clear sexism and racism that goes with these comments that are being made by, uh, unfortunately, Senator McCain and others. <laughs> it's unbelievable. This is unbelievable. And I was so delighted uh, when I saw on um, it was Fox. It was Fox News. 
and I didn't. Someone someone pointed the clip out to me. The um, Michael Myers, who is from the New York Civil Rights, I think it's called New York Civil Rights, is an organization. Black man, and he just laid into all of this in a in a one minute. Uh, pet peeve of the day that I just love. Obviously, she is the flunky for the president of the United States, and we all know that. Oh, did I become racist and sexist by saying that? You know, I, I want to reply to that congresswoman from the Congressional Black Choir about her opinion as racist choir? and sex. Choir? I call it the Congressional Black Choir Caucus. because they sing the same old song, the same old siren song of racism and, sex and sexism and choir? separatism. Choir? They <laughs> sing the same old song. Right. And this woman, in my opinion, is racist and sexist. Well, your opinion, to use a rap word, Congresswoman, is ludicrous. It's, but you know what? I am so sickened by this unrelenting, this ceaseless, this craven cry of racism and sexism every time it's someone disagrees with them. She's like the fall guy in this situation. The whole idea in the 21st century of Congressional Black Caucus, to me, is offensive. Why? They should go out of business because they still judge people and talk about people in the basis of their skin color. Why do we need a Congressional Black Caucus in the 21st century? Why do we need to have uh, racially gerrymandered districts so that blacks can elect blacks, Asians can elect Asians, and Latinos can elect Latinos? We have lost the culture. It is a culture. We have lost the culture, and we've lost the country. There you go. <laughs> I love that. There's a black man you're saying what a white man can't say. Yeah, because well, we, because we're we so can racist, say it, but they won't say it. Yeah. Uh, well, c- correct. We won't say it because then you get branded as a racist and a Holocaust denier and uh, whatever else and a moon landing denier. Yeah. Well, this is what, what happens. happens. This is what happens. It's really it's a bad. It's very very bad. What's happening? Um, so and, uh, and we need more people like this. I mean, and where, by the way, are this is the Congressional Black Caucus saying, hey, wait a minute. Somebody set Susan Rice up. That's that's what they should be doing. I know they're too dumb to do that. Yeah. Yeah. True. So anyway, so that is it, our, it's, it's easier to pull the race card. And just blame everybody. And let's just remember Condoleezza Rice. But then let's just pull this card. It was just so ludicrous with the fact that Condoleezza Rice was a longtime secretary of state, black woman, same thing. So why all of a sudden is that everyone hates black women? Well, they, they don't like this one woman, black or whatever. If she was not black, it wouldn't make any difference. To me, it's, so, it's, it's really, really disturbing. And, uh, this is, you know, America has always been branded, particularly by Europeans, by the way, many Europeans who actually sailed the slave ships from Africa. America is still branded as the, the most racist. You've got KKK. You've got, you know, don't go to the South. They're racist. They'll kill you. You know, th- th- this is a perception that is propagated. And it, I'm sorry. I'm just not going to accept it anymore. And, and our own, um, Political leaders propagate this. Turn on the television if you must, and look at look at the characters. Look at what is being portrayed in the the so-called modern arts. This is not true. We have we have completely accepted it, but you don't like that. You need to start to continue to separate us. So it's being thrown on us. It's being propagated. It's it's quite odd. Well, the, the hypocrisy is what gets me. So here's my stories. So we have Alan West, who I never liked him. He was he's a, a Republican who uh, in Florida who was just a warmonger, it seemed to me, and you know nothing but trouble. But but he was very entertaining. And I have two clips, and then I'll ask you a couple of questions about this. 
Alan West is a black Marine. Mm-hmm. Marine black guy. Right. A straight talker Republican. You know, there's a lot of black Republicans. They don't want to admit a lot of them. Nobody wants to face that fact. But anyway, play the clip of him. He lost his election his seat that he had. Uh, he was a Tea Party guy, and he lost his seat. And here we go. Out in class warfare. And Alan West was just, you know, a symbol of that. He, he allowed himself to be used by the Tea Party movement as a symbol of their movement to help them advance, you know, that cause. And unfortunately, you know, he got played. And he is going home. Yes, indeed. Joy, um, another man of unique political genius, Joe Walsh of Illinois, has also lost, and he's going to be going home very soon. Does this indicate that the Tea Party in the House is literally falling apart? You know, I think it's interesting because um, I, I agree. Alan West was probably the most potent symbol of the Tea Party, in part because in Florida, I can tell you, he was the Tea Party. He was their favorite candidate, and he embodied all of the belief systems that the Tea Party wanted to put forward, the whole idea of shrinking government, the abject hatred of Barack Obama, who he literally said he can't stand and who he described as a despot. Um, and, and so his ideas were synonymous with the Tea Party, and I think both he and Walsh losing is symbolic of the Tea Party having risen so high, taken, really taken over the Republican Party ideologically. In that amazing election Incredible. in 2010. In 2010, and he won in 2010. He won in a district that was a swing district where he... All right, that's good enough. That, yeah, I get the point's been made. Yeah. What, yeah. So, okay. so here, let me ask you a quick question. Mm-hmm. Now, if I'm not mistaken, these same ideologues on the Democrat side of the, of the aisle, uh, weren't they all telling us what a racist party the uh, tea, the, the Tea Party uh, Club? It's a drinking club. It's to drink tea. <laughs> yes. uh, the drinking club, the, the Tea Party drinking club, was a bunch of racist a holes. Yeah. Now, how has Alan West become the symbol of the Tea Party movement? A and B, according to this woman, he got doing the analysis. He got played. He was a not only a symbol, but he was the Tea Party in Florida. Right. So how did he get played? Was the party? And how is it a racist situation if he, a black man, is the symbol of the party? This whole thing is so ridiculous. Listening to these people blather on about this stuff. It's, it's actually sickening. Can we move on to Jew hate or something? Because there's so much more hate in the world, John. I mean, uh, do you have more on you black have any hate? Jew hate? Yeah, God, there's tons of Jew hate this week. Oh, good. Yeah. Do you want to do the second Alan West clip, or is that no, no? That's fine. I think we got enough out of Alan West, but I do have the Rockets at Jerusalem clip, which might have something to do with the hatred. I'm not. Yeah, I think you're moving in the right direction. John Howell, speaker. I declare an interest that I've just returned from a visit to the Palestinian authorities and to Israel. The Foreign Secretary's call that Hamas bears the principal responsibility for the crisis and could end the conflict by stop bombarding Israel was attentively heard. However, does he agree with me that the use of long-range imported missiles by Hamas capable of striking Jerusalem has made this much more difficult to achieve? Uh, Yes, absolutely. Um, It is clear that the uh, armory of rockets in Gaza has changed since the time of Operation Cast Lead, um, that there are now longer-range rockets. We've seen them launched at Tel Aviv and in at least one case at Jerusalem. Um, Of course, that is an escalation of the threat to Israel, but it only underlines the importance of the taking forward all the work on a negotiated peace and settlement in the Middle East, to which which has been supported across the house. So here's this yeah. is our our buddy Haig. Yeah, Alexander. We don't uh, like Christopher, whatever his name is. 
I don't know. Hank, it's Christopher. Hank. I think it's Hank. Hank. Hank Hague. Hank Hague. The, yes. uh, the foreign, foreign minister, minister. Of, the, yeah. of, the, of the Great Britain. Britain. Uh, he. Uh, does anybody for a minute believe that they're going to shoot? I mean, either one of these groups is going to start bombing Jerusalem. Well, hold on a second. Now you have to. Now there's a lot happened is since we last spoke on this program, and I have been so. There's I have a number of observations. I think we've jumped a little too far with this. You 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 went straight into it. We've got to back up a little bit. Um, <laughs> first of all, I have been following the uh, this from all aspects. I've had uh, CNN, MSNBC, ABC, Fox, even MSNBC, uh, even uh, CNBC. Uh, I've, you know, the, the tweeters, including the, that kind of, kind of hot woman who's the spokeshole for IDF, the Israeli Defense Forces. She's kind of hot in a kind of like a milfy kind of way. And uh, she, she says she tweets kind of sexy. Um, she tweets sexy? Oh, yeah. She just, I don't know. She's, she tweets Anderson Pooper and she, you know, like all kinds of stuff. Now she's a little, I don't know. She's, there's something about her I like. Um, but I've been following a lot of, uh, blogs. Uh, from citizens in Israel, and I'm you know I'm going to come out right now and say it's time, Israel. Would you please go in and just you know you're all saying it, you're all saying it. This is universal, universal that you just want to kill them all. So please do it. Just roll in, roll over everybody, flatten the whole thing, get on with it already. Because I want to watch other things on the news. This is really pissing me off. And it was like, everyone's like, it's, it's, I'm so sick and tired of this. Who gives a crap about who's doing what to whom there? I don't care anymore. This is what well, you, no, you're no, not let, meant let me, to let care. Me, let me finish. This is theater for the voting public of, of Israel. It's, not, it's got nothing it's, to do with anything. This is bull crap, this whole thing. I was leading up to that, but you want to take the wind out of my sails? Is that what you want to do? You don't let you don't want to let me get into my rant. Well, if you, you I, I excuse me, good, excuse me, I thought it was you, a good give Did and you take. wake up and then and think I'm going to talk to Adam? He's an idiot. He doesn't get it. Is that what you were thinking? He, I I must no, interject. No, but I'm and, looking at you're talking about Lieutenant Colonel Avital Leibovich. Yes, that's the one. Yeah, she's kind of hot. You, oh, you're, you're crazy. So here is Anderson. So I got a whole bunch of things to show you that this is not only for the voting public, that this that this thing is the majority of this entire eight day war is one big bogative promotion campaign for politicians and for Iron Dome and that they don't uh. give a crap who dies because of it. You know, ah, some people here, some people there. Who cares? And by the way. What, if, if this was a real war, then someone, and if you really want to make an impression, you've got to blow up one of these CNN journalists, okay? They're standing there in Gaza. You clearly know where they are. You, you have the coordinates, so you're blowing stuff up behind them. You know, you can't even see, you're not even blowing stuff up. You're like lighting up firecrackers in the background. Please, please kill a CNN journalist. Could it please be Wolf Blitzer if I could choose? And here is, here's <laughs> he the. He won't go over there. He's there. What are you talking about? Poop? Wolf Blitzer what? is there. Yes, Blitzer is there. He can't even uh. read the freaking teleprompter. And Pooper is there. And I told you about all the fake video that is being held in this propaganda war. Here's Pooper retracting the video because all they have, you never see, you never see anything happen live. It's always, oh, we got some video. And it's always from Reuters. Last night we aired this video showing a man being pulled from flames in Gaza. 
After the video aired, we were pointed to an Israeli website that showed another image, this image, the man who was being dragged, standing and conscious. The allegation made was that the man was playing for the cameras when he was seen dragged away and was not, in fact, wounded. Now, the video we aired came from the news agency Reuters, and their feed to us did not include the image, obviously, of the man standing. We asked Reuters about it today. They said they don't know the source of the image of the man standing or when that image was shot. They also said that they never saw or shot any similar image. So the bottom line tonight is we can't independently verify when that image of the man standing was taken, if it was taken before or after the other image was taken of the man being dragged away. We obviously will not be using either image again. This is not only a traditional military conflict, but one that's being waged in the media as well. Really? And our only goal in all of this is to report the truth, oh. the facts on oh. all fronts. And that's why we've sent so many reporters and producers into the field. No, no, no. You think... Oh. Yes? What? He sent all... Yeah, they sent all Since those what, to If they want the to truth. go to where the action is, go to Afghanistan. These guys, there's, obviously, there's nothing going on, and they wouldn't have sent all these reporters. There is something going on, and it's the promotion for the Iron Dome. The defense system had just been installed in Israel's largest city a few hours earlier. Woo. Several days into the conflict, it's already clear the Iron Dome is having a big impact, picking off hundreds of rockets. I got a tour of the Israel Aircraft Industries plant that assembles the air defense system. Deployment is a matter of minutes. Okay. Dr. Israel Osnovich is one of those in charge. One key element is an advanced radar. The radar searches, locates, tracks and intercepts and guides the intercepting uh, missiles within several seconds, few seconds within the launching time. So they have this whole package, which is like eight minutes on CNN. I just sent, did, did you, okay, I'm going to interrupt you for a second. I just sent you an email mm -hmm. with the demo reel on this piece of crap that they're talking about, mm -hmm. which makes zero sense. What they've, what they've got, you got to take a look at this video. All right, hold and on. And then incorporate into what you're, what you're talking about. All right, well, uh, the, do something for yourself, and I'll watch this video then. For, oh, this they, is, they, they, I'll just describe it to people. There, there's radar they're talking about, this little radar. It's got a little thing <laughs> on the side of a tank. And so they're showing, the demo they show is one of these Wait, little the, rockets. The tank has a bubble around it. Yeah, that, that well, that shows that's the, the bubble of safety. It's like the dome of silence. Is there voiceover with this with this uh, video? No, it's a stupid music. I wish there was voiceover because it would have been good. Something oh, oh, to play. Comes the rocket. Oh, ooh, ooh, wow! All right, all right. So they anyway, the rocket comes in. This radar talks to the rocket at the very last second, <laughs> and that, then the rocket veers wait, off and wait, hits a wait, wall. Here's how it goes. Hey, rocket. Hey, Rocket, this is Radar calling. Yes, what do you want, Radar? Uh, hey, uh, hey, Rocket, you know, uh, I want to talk to you about not coming through my dome of, uh, of safety. Okay. <laughs> That's literally how it goes. Exactly. Exa but, but of course, we, we still, you know, by the way, we sold another one of these Thod things. Remember we sold the last one to, uh, was it Jordan? No, Qatar? Qatar? Yeah, cutter. Six point yeah. five billion. We just sold another package, six point five billion, to Saudi Arabia. And this I right. and I think this is part of the whole deal, is you know, we say, Hey man, you know, here's here's a little uh, here's a little demo of what this thing can do, and everyone's in on it. Here's the CN the, the, the CNNs. Uh hold on a second. Where's the uh, was a there was a some great promotion. Uh oh wait, first this is uh, this is the BBC. Because um, we, we, ne we never see it at live. The BBC was able to do uh, a, a radio version, which I thought was pretty funny. 
because uh, you never see you never. But the see, camera wasn't working. Well, no, it was BBC World Service. So this is kind of the the cool thing about this. You never see a live shot where the actual rockets are coming down, right? They always say, two minutes ago, we just saw this happen. It just happened over there. But they never show it to you live. You have you know, It's too bad the war ended, but maybe the ceasefire will quit. And so the BBC, of course, is doing this um, in audio for their... Um, uh, uh, for, the, for the World Service. And, yeah. and, and, and it sounds like one of the reports... In fact, let me do this. I want, we're going to do a report, right? And then we're going to play the BBC World Report, which supposedly actually happened. How does that sound? And then you say, uh, see if you can uh, tell yeah. the difference. Now, now, now I'll, I'll be the reporter, and you'll be at home base. Okay? And, and you okay, remember, we're here at the wait, wait, uh, we're here in London, wait, but we wait, got wait, 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 wait. You remember what, the most important thing you have to say? Remember when I, you want to make sure I'm what? I have to do what? If You're safe. Be, be safe. Be, be safe. Be, be safe. safe. Yeah, okay. okay. I'll put that in. All right. Uh, we're here in London. We've got Adam Curry in the Gaza Strip right now. No, I'm sorry. Where are you, Adam? I'm in Israel. <laughs> I'm you're in Israel. Israel. Okay, you're in, you're in the you're right in the line of fire yes. of the missiles. Oh, and it looks like something's coming here. And uh, luckily, we have Iron Dome is going. Iron Dome. Wow, I've never heard this impact. is so amazing. This is just we have the rockets incoming. I don't know. Sounds what to like do. a close call there, Adam. Say it. Say be safe. Adam, you okay? Say it. Be safe. Be safe. <laughs> I'm cueing you, man. Cueing you. All right. Here's... Say it. Say it. <laughs> I was getting to it. Here's the you guys stretched a bit out a little longer. Okay, it wasn't one of our best efforts. Here's the BBC version. On a bus and calling it a martyrdom operation. Now, we don't think that this was a suicide bomb attack, but certainly that's what we were saying. John, are you all right? About, yes, yeah, we're I, all fine, yeah, but that is about a kilometre from where we are. We think you should... Massive plumes of black smoke. John, we think you no, should no, take no, cover. We're Thank okay you. Now for the moment. <laughs> Well, we think you should take cover. John, be safe, and we'll return to you later. That was John Donaldson. I'm, I'm telling you, our I report, could have run the same script. Our, 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 our I think you should take was, cover, Adam, and yeah, be safe, be you safe, idiot. Be safe. So, uh, so I'm watching uh, Aaron Burnett, and uh, because you know I'm home alone, obviously, and uh, and 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 she and and you know, so we're all serious, and we have uh, this guy. His name is Ben Wiedemann. And Ben Wiedemann is a very interesting guy because uh, he is the senior correspondent, senior correspondent for um, for CNN. And they cut to him, and he's not ready. In fact, he's talking with the producer about dinner. And this is, you know, and it's supposed, supposed to be all scary and stuff. I caught this, and, and I immediately recorded it here. Many of the people uh, in Egypt obviously don't support uh, working with Israel at all. And within the past hour, there were several explosions in Gaza City. Let's get straight to our team there. <laughs> Keep the nose out of the trough. 
obviously looks like we're having a little bit of a problem with that shot, but we'll be getting. <laughs> so he's talking about, I had my nose in the feed bag and the producer there on the spot, he's like laughing and the producer is going like, yeah, we were all at the trough. And then Aaron's like, obviously we're having some technical difficulties. Yeah, because, <laughs> because the, it's not scary. The whole thing, it, it, it may even be green screen for all I know. And then I'm like, who is this Ben Wiedemann a-hole? Who is this guy? And I look into it. He is the CNN from his Wikipedias. He is the CNN senior correspondent in Cairo. Uh, but where did he come from? His father, a retired diplomat, spent most of his childhood outside of the United States. He's clearly from a spy background. But he originally was hired by CNN as a local Jordanian employee. The job was fixer, producer, and sound technician. And now he's the senior correspondent, John. They do this all the time. Nick, that guy, Nick, Nick Robertson, I think his name is, he was the satellite engineer. It's like these guys who are clearly have no journalistic credentials whatsoever get these big titles and get to do all this stuff. And then I'm like, what else has Ben Wiedemann done? Well, Ben Wiedemann was the guy who reported, here it is, CNN's Ben Wiedemann said on Thursday that he had discovered what appeared to be processed uranium sitting in a Libyan warehouse filled with thousands of barrels apparently containing radioactive material. He is the reporter that broke the story on the yellow cake. This guy is a <laughs> phony. The, the yellow cake, which we know was not true. This guy is a big, fat, freaking phony. And they caught and we caught him on tape laughing about sticking his head in a feed bag because there's nothing going on. Yeah, of course, some people are getting killed. Do you th really think that the that the elite BS a-holes in, in Israel or Palestine or Gaza or any, anywhere in the world give a flying crap about you citizens? No. But you certainly got worked <laughs> up about it. They don't give a single flying crap about you. Hit Die. the jingle. Yeah, okay. I don't see Curry's pet peeve of the day. Jeez. Yeah, and so uh, and well, so. Well, by it the goes. way, you you left you left out the thing that happened three days ago when when Anderson Cooper Pooper had to Poop. take a, a, <laughs> one of these explosions behind him and duck and cover. Uh, I, and, I I think I did see that. Did you? Do you have audio on that? Do you have something? No, this is all over the internet. They played. No, I don't. But uh, yeah, no, the bomb happened and he ducks. It was, remember that old that guy that used to be on in the first Gulf War? There was some guy who was ducking and weaving constantly when he was on the air. Yeah, yeah, he was yeah, on the yeah, roof. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. he's ducking and weaving like he's dodging bullets while he's giving a report. Right. Now this is the whole thing is fake, and everyone's and 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 literally what I read is is the Israelis. They're like, this is you know they're pissed. They're so angry, but they're angry at the wrong people. This whole thing is set up just to mess with your head. And by the way, have you seen the austerity measures in Israel? They're, they're start, your own, your own government is starving you. You need to go kick their asses first. It, the whole thing is so incredibly annoying. And obviously, CNN and everyone has been sent off to go cover that. So whatever you do, don't look at Benghazi. Don't look at the fiscal cliff. Don't look at anything that's going on here in America, please. Woo! And then Hillary goes off to go blow uh, the Morsi. I mean, what is that? She has to go out on a high like, I made peace. So I'd, don't look at Bengali. <laughs> Don't look at it, which is how they say it in uh, Washington, Norton. Don't look at Bengali, uh, because I made peace between them. I did it. I'm Hillary. Hillary. 
It's the whole the, the <laughs> ego, the ego, the maniacal megalomaniacs. Seriously, and I'm thankful for that. Otherwise, I wouldn't have a show. Well, yeah, well, there's that element, and I agree with that. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah, no. Although I think there, that pretty much summarizes the situation. There, which will... there was one little uh, one little glimmer of hope. Um, so, of course, Turkey came out, and Turkey said, hey, man, those Israelis, they're terrorizing everyone. They're terrorists. These are acts of terror. Now, this is a problem because uh, we're friends with Turkey, and we're also friends with Israel. And, you know, you, you can't – that's, like, not a cool thing, right? You're the You're the man in the middle. And our buddy Matt over there from uh, from Reuters, he would he was not having it with Victoria Newland, and it was just it was just so beautiful to just hear him lay into her, and, and you know, just one of these exchanges where you just go, ah, I wish that was on television more often. It would not be helpful for you to discuss any of your conversations. That quiet diplomacy is the way to de-escalate that. Well, you've been doing your quiet diplomacy now for almost a week. How's it going so far? <laughs> He's like, how's that working out for you, huh? Uh, we are working hard with the parties. Haven't We're working it hard with to anybody that maybe being less quiet might get more results. The squeaky wheel gets grease, that kind of thing. I'll let the you're chance. staying silent while people are dying left and right. <laughs> Matt, we are being far from silent. The president you're not is telling us pres- anything about what you're when the Turks come out, when the leader leaders of Turkey come out and say that Israel is engaged in acts of terrorism, and you refuse to say that you don't agree with that, or maybe you do agree with it, that's being silent. Matt, we have made a decision that we need to uh, engage in our diplomatic work. Uh, diplomatically, we have been very, very clear about where we stand on this, Matt, which is don't that which is, is we don't practice diplomacy yeah. from the podium. We have been very clear that Israel has a right of self-defense. We've been very clear uh, that rockets continue to f- be fired and land on Israel. We've been very clear that we are working to try to get this conflict de-escalated. We have been very clear about our concern for the civilians and innocents on both sides who are getting c- uh, you, cut yeah, in this. Up for your ally Israel when the Turks, another one of your allies, say that they're engaged in terrorism in Gaza. We have been extremely clear about our concern for Israel's security, about the um, uh, fact that Israel has a right to self-defense, but I am not going to go further than that. Why, Why can't you say that you don't agree with the Turks? Because I'm not going to get into a public spitting match with allies on either side. We're just not going to do that. And okay? you think that that's worse? A public spitting match with one of your allies is worse than hundreds of people dying every day? I don't understand the question here. There's not a question here. You're just looking for a fight. Let's yeah, go. Uh, yeah, no, no, no. The, the fight is already on. Yeah, it's going absolutely. on over there. Absolutely. And you guys, by refusing to say anything about what you're trying to do, or refusing to say whether you agree or disagree, with, with with comments that are being made by your allies or others, we, that course, that makes things worse, not better. We of course agree that rhetorical attacks against Israel are not okay. helpful at this moment. Is that what yes, you were looking for, you. Matt? Yes. Thank you. <laughs> Shut up, slave. Shut up, slave. But the best, the best, the best, the quote of the year comes from our very own president, now serving in his second term, who is, is it like when you get in for the second term, just like George Bush, do you, is it like, do they put something in the food that makes you an idiot? Is it, I mean, does the White House kitchen do something? I can't, what he said, what our president said on his Asian trip there, blew me away. There's no country on earth that 
would tolerate missiles raining down on its citizens from outside its borders. So uh, we are fully supportive of Israel's right to defend itself from missiles landing on people's homes. So did he, did I just hear the president say that um, if uh, you're a country and another country is sending missiles onto your citizens, that you have the right to defend yourself, like um, Pakistan, Yemen, all these places where he's sending drones to kill people? Is it okay? So he's now inciting terror? He's saying, hey, hey, you idiots there in Yemen. If you got someone shooting rockets at you, you should go and defend yourself. Does anyone see the irony of this statement? Makes nothing but sense. The drone again, naturally. No one, no one, no one picks up on this. It says, uh, Mr. President, um, since uh, you just said that, uh, how do you feel about when you send rockets from drones to onto Pakistanis and onto Yemenis and onto uh, Malis and elsewhere and, and Djiboutins, Djiboutins and wherever else you drone people? Does anyone see the the disgusting irony of this statement? No, no. No, everything's rehearsed. No, there's only one. <laughs> what? Yes, even my feigned outrage is rehearsed. <laughs> exactly. The best podcast in the universe. So, talking about rehearsed. Mm-hmm. So, I played that Rock is a Jer- Jerusalem clip. I was listening to Haig again. Uh, you know, we, our buddy, uh, Harry Haig. Yeah, H- Hank. The Hank Haig from the um, Department of uh, whatever. Department, the, Department of Foreign People. So I've got three clips. So you heard the Rockets of Jerusalem. I re- And we me- remember, we've already had, I think it was Tony, a Tony Blair clip from some two, three years ago. I should remind people of this, where he spilled the beans on these parliamentary things that take place. They're all re- they're they're rehearsed. All, they're rehearsed. They're rehearsed. Right. right. The questions are pre-chosen, and the and the guy who's in the box that that calls on people. You mean the guy with the wig? The guy with the wig who calls <laughs> on people. He calls on them, and that's off a list. And the questions are already known, and the answer's been rehearsed. And it's never been more obvious. <laughs> yeah. Hold on a second. With, hold, hold on a second. Hold on. Let's do it. Yeah. Yeah. The old world, John C. Dvorak would all speak. It's never been more obvious than these questions they asked this Harry Haig guy. Uh, here's one, the political solution BS. And it's just like, here's, I'm going to ask you a question that you're going to, you're going to, or it goes like this. You're going to ask me a question that is what I, that gives me the, the ability to read off my talking points and agree or disagree with you in some way that's important for the government to express. Would the foreign secretary agree that? Maintaining a purely defensive strategy in Israel is neither effective nor economically sustainable. Um, well, clearly, such a strategy hasn't um, succeeded in reducing the number of rocket attacks. That has gone up over a long time, although it has protected uh, many Israelis from the consequences of those rocket attacks. Um, but as we've said before, as I said in my statement, there isn't a military solution to this problem. There is only a political solution. <laughs> Sorry. And, and so, so the question is, how do you, what kind of a question is like, I was, we're doing a, I want to say a certain thing, so I say to you, would you agree? What kind of a question is that? Would you agree with this comment? Yeah. I think this is the greatest podcast in the universe. Well, yes, I would agree. This is the best 
podcast in the universe. So anyway, so anyway, there's one more of these, and you can. This one I think is a little more obvious that the question's bogus, and the answer is to uh, which one is that? More Parliament with Hague. Jim Cunningham. Very much, Mr. Speaker. The Foreign Secretary earlier on mentioned the fact that the window of opportunity was closing for a two-state two deal. Is that because Israel will not lift the sanctions on the Palestinians and it would be impossible for Israel to dismantle the settlements? Well, it's certainly uh, the more settlements are constructed, uh, yes, the harder it becomes to, uh, for anyone to envisage a two-state solution working. That's really the heart of this argument, uh, particularly the expansion of settlements in East Jerusalem, uh, which of course makes it harder for Jerusalem to be the shared capital of both states, as all of us envisage in an eventual settlement of this issue. So, um, yes, he's... We're on the same lines. Now, here's what I think happens. I think that a memo goes out. You know, they've got like, maybe they do it on ham radio. They got a memo that goes out, a cable. It's like, oh, hey, we're going to do that thing again here in Israel. And everyone's like, oh, good, finally. We can we can talk about, we can have long conversations about nothing uh, with buzzwords like two-state solution. And uh, more importantly, we can sell crap. We can sell weapons and imaginary shields and domes and, and rockets that talk to radars and backwards. And it's just great. You know, it's great for the economy. It's great for politicians. It's getting close to the holiday. You know, we're too tired to come up with anything that, that means anything. Who cares if a couple of citizens get killed in the process? It doesn't matter. It's just like, oh, Yeah, no, it doesn't it's... matter the scheme of things the way these guys see things. And then, yeah, and the, and the, the news media, they're like, oh, road trip. <laughs> it's like, I, I swear to God, that's the way I see it. And if you don't see it, then you either need to be listening to more of this program or or stop. Because that's all it is. And you're just a, an, an, an irrelevant peon that, you know, that as, as long as you bleed well on camera, you're useful. Yeah. It works for me. Now, Miss Mickey asked me at this point when I say, when I talk like this to say, but there's hope. <laughs> yeah. There's lots and lots of hope. <laughs> so I didn't realize that all of it. Haig said all of us envisage. Envisage. It's, it's, he says all of us envisage, and what he what he was referring to was that Jerusalem itself will be the capital of all these different states. Of course, that that's the envisage. That's the envisage. Of course. Oh, okay. Well, I wish them luck. Oh, well. Anyway, the whole thing is it's it's. Yeah, it's 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 wag the dog. I mean, it's, it's I mean, we did get a couple of notes or something. We have one, a couple. We have a lot of listeners in, in Israel. And one yeah. of them says, "Oh, that's bull crap! I these rockets or these Patriot missiles are knocking these things out of the sky." Yeah, and so I like to know. They, now, there's two ways of doing. It. One is they're rock. They're either knocking them out of the sky, which is what the I think Thad does that. Yeah, that's or they're that. knocking them out at the last second with this crazy dome thing. Well, hold on. All I've seen, I've only seen one video, and it's the two little chemtrails that go up. You've yeah, seen I the saw video. that same that's video. That's the only video there is. There is no other video. And then uh, it's like with everybody with a cell phone, you'd think there would be something. Now, they have some explosions that they've filmed, but I don't yeah. know if that was done recently or it could be taken from... Yemen, for all I know. I and, mean, this is the problem with these B rolls; they're yeah. all over the place. Yeah. And I saw, and I, I'm starting to see the. I saw it on CNN, and I've seen it on other networks where they're showing that a, a, a 
a loop once again. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Be safe. Be safe. You're late because the Iron Dome effects don't last long enough. You got to get in quicker with the be safe stuff. Okay, be safe. Oh man, it's just it, here. What was this? Uh, I had another clip from that that douche. The 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 what was it? What did he do? The 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 audio engineer. <laughs> Let's see. Where is he? Uh, here he is. Here's the Ben Wiedemann, the audio engineer. Well, Ben Wiedemann was on the air uh, talking. To, take a look at what uh, what our viewers saw when Ben was talking. Well, I think it's pretty clear that uh, we are moving in the direction of. I can hear shattering glass out there right now. The building just shook, of course, because I was looking at the camera. I didn't see where the blast took place. Anybody see it? Okay, to the north of this building here. So, despite talk of ceasefire, Hala, it appears that uh, the guns are still firing. joining me now, all of us in the office basically ducked to the floor. I don't know how you remain standing, uh, basically didn't even flinch. Clearly you've been in this region a lot longer than, than I have. Um, but but for all that talk of a cooling off period, we really, I mean, nothing has materialized. So, yeah, and, and, and just as we've been talking, and I've been very specific when we started this topic not to look at the chat room. And so now I glance over and, of course, <clears throat> we get the, you know, the minute you talk about this, because you... And, and by the way, this is why this conversation never takes place in the mainstream media, because immediately your sponsors would be pulled, you'd be thrown off the air, you'd be fired, you whatever. You can't have this conversation about this bullcrap that, that, that has been going on here in this particular region of the world for how long, John? How long has this been going on? For 70 years almost? It, uh, I mean, well, it's the, the recent iteration started in the 40s. Right, and, so seventy uh, years. Yeah, seventy years. But but historically, you can go back, and this is something that's been around this area. It's almost cursed. Right, but but you so you get these things like you're a Zionist, you're a Jew hater, Adam's this. this it's like it's like th- that is the whole that is the whole problem. You see, and people are like there's plenty well, of video. There's video all over the place. No, there's not. It's like I mean, do you ever go to movies? Do you see what's you're you're being mind controlled? You're you know it, this is. It really is. Wag the dog is the closest thing to it. And if you're really that adamant, please get your gun, join the army, go kill each other. Please. I wish they would all kill each other there. Just kill each other. Get it over with already. I'm so sick and tired of this charade. Yeah. Right, and then you have all these, you know, the real problem is you get all these people that aren't aware of the of the script. And they blow up a bus. <laughs> you know, there's a lot of dummies. Oh, no, that no, just... it, it's even worse than that. Then there was the whole, uh, then, you know, then you get the Twitter war. You get the, uh, the a Palestinian woman who lives in England tweeting, oh, false flag, false flag from the Israelis. <laughs> like, people, you hate, you, it's like when you have a neighbor who you can't live next to because you hate each other so much, your next door neighbor in the house next door, Here's how it ends. Um, either A, uh, you wind up killing each other, or one or the other, or one or the other moves away. There's, there's no other solutions to this. 
So I'm just saying, why do the Israelis stop every single time? And why do the Palestinians not get better rockets from their buddies in Iran? Why? Why? How come this isn't over already? Why? Yeah, I, we know, we, oh, you can't nuke them because we'd have fallout. Well, there's many ways, you know, poison the water. You know, uh, what else can we do? Electrocute them. Come on, John, come up with some creative ideas. This should be over already. It won't sell. If it was over, then all the weapons systems would, would be sitting languishing. We can't have that. This has to drag on forever. Thank you. That is my entire point, and you will not get that point anywhere else. I'm going to show my support by donating to No Agenda. Imagine all the people who could do that. Oh, yeah, that'd be fab. Yeah, on No Agenda. Kill each other. We do have a few people to thank uh, today's uh, episode 463, and, we, and it was a nice uh, turnout. Anonymous Drunk chimes in with $172 from Collin, Michigan, and he says it's a drunk donation, so I have to do it in the drunk voice. I, I don't know. It keeps me sending me to the PayPal site. Maybe this won't work. I'd rather spend it on silver. But here's my due to you from February. My debts are paid, maybe. Good work, John. Keep it up. Keep my name anonymous. Wait, I did that wrong. Happy thanks, D-douching and Rand. <laughs> You've been D-douched. By Ayn Rand. Donald Rolfe in Allen, Texas. That's right down the street from you, I believe. So close. You could walk over there for $135.79. I was introduced to your show a few months ago by my friend Joe. I'd like to give a douchebag call out as he has not donated. Douchebag. Wow. Not donated to the best podcast in the universe. I appreciate your dedication on working on Thanksgiving. It would be a long weekend without hearing the truth. Keep up the good, the great work. Uh, com. That's B-U-Y-R-A-R.com. Oh, that's that great compression format we've talked about. That's a little dated, but yeah. Dubuque, Iowa, 133.69. Figured this is a good time to step up my support as the holiday shows seem to lack. I'd like to get some house-selling karma so I can finish my relocation from Iowa nuts to Nebraska nuts. Uh, or Nebraska nuts. Oh, Nebraska nuts. That's a good one. Previous karma attempts didn't work out as our potential buyer couldn't get an agreeable price for their house, so I'm trying to... This one straight up. Can I get a little girl? Yay. Squirrel shot karma. Thanks for keeping me irritated with mainstream media. It's not like I was popular before anyway. Have a great holiday. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's interesting. Yay! You've got karma. <laughs> keeping you irritated. That's what we do. That's how we roll. We are irritating. We are very no, we irritating. Make them, no, you make you, you get irritated with the mainstream media because you, you, you can't not miss it and have to say, what? Yeah. Kyle Magnum in Greer, South Carolina. Beautiful place. 12626. Happy Thanksgiving, John and Adam. De-douche me for being such a boner. Do it right there. Hit it. Oh, yeah? Okay. <laughs> You've been de-douched. This donation comes nowhere near enough to repay you for your hard work and the value you provide on the best podcasting universe on a holiday, no less. As my 26th birthday is Saturday, please provide me with some karma and help me get laid by my smoking hot girlfriend. 
<laughs> you and your to... line is? Send pictures. And John, what hold is on, your recommendation for wine karma. on Thanksgiving? Hold on. You, uh, you stepped on the karma. It's, it's damaged. <laughs> well, the wine might help. Uh, you know, get uh, for Thanksgiving dinner. Really, a, a, you, you might want to try a um, Beaujolais Village. They have them at Costco. Pretty good deal uh, from uh, Jadot. It's not bad. The 2010 vintage, I think, is what they're selling now. Maybe 2011. You have great vintages in 2009, 10, and 11 for Beaujolais. And Beaujolais goes perfect with turkey. And uh, that was my recommendation, generally speaking. Or California Chardonnay is good too. David Daniels, Dallas, Texas. One, two, three, four, five. Thanks for the great shows. John's drunken stoner donations are the best. Hey, by the way, Kyle will become a knight today. Oh, well, we don't have that on here. Yeah, I have. I have Kyle with a little uh, a little helmet. I got David Daniels with the helmet. Interesting. I have Kyle with the helmet. Oh, I may I may have not downloaded the Redux. Yeah, yeah, you're bad. But, anyway, David but, Daniels. But no, down. no, no. Maybe. May, well, this is very interesting. You go ahead and read. I'll see what's going on because maybe the something maybe my spreadsheet is not uh, is not functioning properly. You have the helmet by David Daniels. I'm telling you that no, I have the helmet right on Kyle's name, but maybe because of the birthday bag, maybe because of the birthday bag, the helmet got pushed around. Because David Daniels is on the night list. Interesting. All right, scratch that, Kyle. You're no knight. Get your act together. He's got a smoking hot girlfriend. What more, yeah, does, what he more does he want, really? Thanks for the great shows. John's Drunken Stoner donations. Oh, I already read that. John's Drunken Stoner donations are the best. The donations should take him over for knighthood. He's got it. Yeah, got it. KJB Properties in Houston, Texan. Text nuts. One, two, three, three, three. Nothing special here. Just wishing you guys a happy Thanksgiving. Nice to have no agenda on while we cook in the kitchen. Nice. Yeah, I got to go cook in the kitchen. Her. So we got a. Uh, Wait, he wants, got a, he wants a, a, a karma shot, doesn't he? Want a karma shot? Oh yeah, shot? give him a karma shot. All right, this is your job, you You've know. You've got karma. Sorry. All right. So we've got a heritage turkey, which is what we recommend people eat, and it's although it was well, expensive. Can I have? Uh, is it okay if I just have honey smacks instead? Uh, anonymous comes in with one hundred one dollars. Uh, and, and no agenda producers get a 10% discount with the code SHUTUPSLAVE on that's my face.com for their custom action figures. <laughs> yeah. And nobody's purchased the JCD figure yet. But is it for sale? That's. Uh, I, my... Somebody's going to use it as a voodoo doll. I'm not encouraging sales. <laughs> well, wait a minute. It sounds to me like, like there's one up there for sale. It, it may actually be up on the. Let me see. Hmm. Well, you're looking. Edward yeah. Bradley in Bridgewater, New Jersey, came in with $100. Uh, happy Thanksgiving. Don't usually take Thanksgiving too seriously, but this year I certainly have a deep sense of gratitude for the number of re- for a number of reasons. I live in New Jersey. Somehow in the midst of the absolute devastation wrought by Sandy, the hurricane, my friends, family, and home have all been spared for seven days. We had no heat, no water, no power, and seriously short supply of patience with our fellow men and women and children. If it wasn't for No Agenda, the Zero Zero Show, Moana, a room full of acoustic instruments and a scrap heap power inverter hooked to the truck battery once, to, once a day to make coffee, I think I would have ended up like Jack in The Shining. <laughs> well, it might be just a bit crass for you guys to say it. If it isn't, I do. No agenda is hurricane relief for the soul. Oh, wow. I did a couple of hours of lessons from Sandy. I've learned that we can survive, but should be better prepared. I've learned nothing can 
close the Chinese restaurants around here. That's interesting. Nobody brought that up. Learn it takes less than 24 hours after a storm for every money-hungry thief Wait in the United minute. States so, to arrive in your town to help you at either time at time and a half or double-time pay. Wait, hold on a second. Hold on a second. So during Hurricane Sandy, the Chinese restaurants remained open and were serving? Yeah. Hmm. You, it makes you wonder about the freshness of their product. Well, <laughs> you know, he wants to know if he's a black knight. I don't know that. Maybe you should ask J.C., Oh, I see knight, a knight. Well, I'm, yeah, he's going to be a knight. We got that, but a black knight. I don't think he's a know. black knight. I don't think so. I don't think so. No, I don't, I don't think so either. That's all right. But you're, you're good for Sir the, John good Smith, St. Peter. By the way, it's not thing to be. It's, it, the black knight is is essentially us admitting that we screwed up. Yeah. So it's not like you know a special designation. St. Petersburg, Florida, hundred bucks emergency room visit has kept me from donating for a while, and that means one thing and one thing only. I'm in danger of being a douchebag boner. And it's it, it, no, no. The the correct phrase is, and that usually means one thing and one thing only. That's the correct CNN phraseology. Yeah, that usually means one thing and one thing only. Last few shows have been outstanding, he says. Thank you. Dustin Kekta in Gilbert, Arizona, hundred bucks as long as well as Raymond Williams in Lafayette, Louisiana. Chris Whitten in Millboro, Virginia. Happy Thanksgiving. And karma for you guys working on the holiday. $100. Oh. Oh. Bogative holiday. You've got karma. Yeah. Bogative but valuable holiday for people in the retail industry. Michael Morch in Allberg, Denmark. 100 Kiwi Chris in Wellington. Uh, I know you thought I was dead, as I have not donated in so long. <laughs> yeah, there were so many earthquakes there. We didn't hear from him. We're like, right, yeah, hey, how about that producer yeah, we got in there? Ah, he's dead, man. He's dead. Nah, he's just well, dead. getting by feels like death. Let this just mark the return to donating, as I feel like I've been reborn. I don't want any weird jingle combinations, but just a little karma for my big bike race on the 23rd. 160 kilometers around Lake Taupo. Aiming for four and a half hours. And yes, I will be adorned with the full Lycra No Agenda cycling uniform, trying to spread the word to at least a thousand people. <laughs> Keep up doing what you do. All right. Hey, can I ask you a quick question, John? You've got karma. Would, would you mind if we just both disconnected for a second and then reconnected and see if that makes Am any I difference? Am I sounding funny? Well, you, well it, it, pretty much the whole show, you've been scratching, okay. like I said. But let's just, who knows? It, it'll be worth trying. I'll disconnect too and reconnect. Let's see. All right. All right bye. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Mumble. I think it's probably just something going on with this thing up hey, there. Wait a minute. Did you disconnect it? Dis oh, Did no, I'm, I'm still trying to close all these windows. Oh, well, then I'll disconnect again just to do it, just to show you how quick I am. I'm disconnected. Uh, we are quite happy with the uh, with the Mumble system, though, I'll have to say. But uh, let's see. Okay, now I'm back in. And let's see when John. This is, so John comes in and is like, oh, my settings are all messed up. Uh, anyway, thank you, uh, Kiwi Chris. Does it sound any better? Uh, no, it's still scratchy. Uh, it, it's okay, I'm it, scratchy today. I'm, yeah. itchy. I'm itchy and scratchy. It's just something. It's something with your uh, who? God knows. You don't. You don't have that groovy computer that uh, that you have in in San Francisco. No, no. no. There you go. Okay. Joe Collins in Woodbridge, Virginia, ninety nine, ninety nine. Oh, niner, niner, niner. Hold on niner. a second. I wasn't ready for that. Ah. You know, you, you try to you try to help a guy out. Uh, yes, the <laughs> after the recent analysis of Petraeus and Benghazi thoroughly blew my mind. Hey I knew it was time for a donation. 
Uh, this is Sir Joe Ho talking, talking about the riots and making predictions has given me the opportunity to hit people in the mouth wow. a lot lately. And uh, the more who listen, the less control the slave masters have. I would like a hello, everybody drone again, naturally. Take that to the bank. No karma for me. Instead, send it to my grandfather who's currently fighting cancer. And after his face finally recovered from a lymph node operation, he's back in treatment for a tumor in his lower back. Okay. If this is too long, you can skip that last part, but don't forget the karma for him. <clears throat> now we'll do that. Hello, everybody. The drone again. Naturally. You can take that to the bank. You've got Here's Andrew. Karma. Hold on. Karma. Karma. Stand by. If you keep stepping on people's karma, you know they're not going to like you. It might be better. Andrew Gardner, Avenue Merrill, Niner, 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 Niner. Ay, 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 ay. Hello, hello. Nine, 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 In the morning, <laughs> cleaning out my PayPal account, which we recommend people do. Can I get the old school Niner, 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 Niner from Adam, followed, that's you, yeah. followed by oh. Little Girl Yay and Around <clears> the <throat> Karma. Niner, 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 Niner. Oh, little girl. You've got karma. Niner, 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 Niner. Wow. Saved it. Okay. Um, saved it. Saved it. Saved it. Saved it. Saved it. Uh, let's see what we got. C Mike in Kansas City, uh, 8888. If possible, let Adam read this one. Okay, uh, go. Uh, hold on. I wasn't prepared for this. <clears throat> um,. Oh, this is 8888 to congratulate Adam on passing his general class exam. I'm sending along $88.88, and I challenge the rest of the No Agenda hams to contribute to the official donating is love at the official donating is lo- loving giving level. Yeah, so 88s in ham speak is uh, is love and kisses. 73s is see ya, good buddy, greetings to you, and 88s is love and kisses. Uh, John, rather than waiting for you to figure out the PL tones on your Chinese radio <laughs> in, <laughs> in order to get you into your local repeater, I encourage and invite you to join the Hams on the Air online at Echo Link Node 3373. Once you grace us with your presence, I promise to stop putting the JCD jokes in the Daily Morse Code podcast artwork. Please send me some house-selling karma as well as an extra special karma shot to my wife, who is due to deliver our fifth human resource just after the first of this year. Managing our $46 million worth of human resources is hard work, and she deserves a ton of credit. Lastly, please play the Atlas Shrug jingle. While 62 and a half hours is pretty long for an audiobook, listening to it on my iPhone is the only way I could have ever read it. So we've got a couple of things here. So first... Uh by Ayn Rand. And we have a special and we have a, a special 8888 uh, donating is uh, loving giving level for all the hams. You've got karma. Now, could you decode that, John? Yeah, it said It's actually 8888. In eighty-eight, eighty-eight. Eric Bowden's Bowden's stab. And I'll go. I get, get. Yeah, I get to do something so I can get off the off the off the DMC podcast artwork. <laughs> Sir <laughs> Eric Bowden stab to you, yeah. Saint Paul, Minnesota, yeah. seventy-six, thirty-six. Too cheesy music. 
I'm thankful for you, No Agenda Show, this holiday season. I'm a student and a knight. I must show I must, I must show you this with a donation. After all, donating is loving. I'm sending a Matthew Eskridge in Huntsville, Alabama, 75 bucks. He wants to hear the Atlas Shrug jingle, followed by 999. <laughs> By Ayn Rand. <laughs> William Smith. Natchadocious. Natchadocious. Nuts. Nuts. <laughs> Louisiana nuts. Uh, <clears throat> 7388. Mr. Peabody here. Congrats to KG4JJ slash AG He got the wrong call sign. That's for some guy, Adam M. Curry. You got the wrong oh. call. It's KF5. Yeah, what is it? What's yours? It's something else. It's KF5SLN slash AG. And it'll change soon because I, I get to do a shorter call sign. I get a new one. And then when I get my extra, then I'll have like four. And then I'm going to get like NANA or something or like, you know, like something really cool. Because you can just do a four call sign because you're like, and you got bragging rights as an extra class. It'd be cool. I want to make sure Thanksgiving show gets appropriate love. Enjoy recent Benghazi analysis, which I find spot on in theory. But have to say, please be careful with historical references. Confusing the USS Liberty in 1967 with the USS Maddox in 1964. By the way, not sunk. And NVA had PT boats and torpedoes. Never had any subs. You know, I got to say something about this. So we do the show on the fly, right? And we do it live. And, um, and, and we both have knowledge of things. And when, but when, when we screw up, or certainly when I screw up, people go insane. Is this, I mean, and I have well, received. You, we always do a mea culpa when we find out that we made a mistake. Yeah, and but, sometimes it's just, but we in, did, it's not even, but no, it's but not, we, not but, an intentional mistake. And sometimes it, it's just carelessness. We even did it on the show. We said, oh, no, no, we're wrong. On the very same show, in the same conversation. And still people are like, you're crazy. Really? Like, you know, which to me actually is very beautiful because it means that we're so spot on most of the time that when we yeah, stumble. when we veer away from the, yeah, what when, we're finding. When we stumble, then people really are upset. So I feel pretty good about it. But I was surprised. Like, I can't believe you got that one wrong. It's clearly in the history books. Sorry. There's a bunch of weird stuff. You know, I wrote a column about the USS Liberty attack. And years really? ago, it was an op-ed, and I think it was in San Francisco Examiner. And I got a bunch of, and I had, I talked about it in detail. And I got some very strange mail from people after that one. It just tell like, me, it's a weird, me, it's me, a weird, me. weird story. Tell me, what, what kind of weird mail? It's like, it was like angry that I discussed it. It's, it was just strange. I mean, it just, it was like baffling. They didn't read it. Sometimes you get uh, feedback because somebody doesn't pay any attention. They think you said one thing, you said something else. This happens a lot on this show, too. So you guys are wrong about this and that. And the other. No, no, that's exactly what we said. I don't know. It's, it's, some people don't listen so, very but, carefully. But, but um, do you, I mean, was there something weird that you wrote about this particular, um, this particular, I mean, what, what, this is not, it's not a typical well, it was, you know, I know I just wrote the details of the thing with, I had, I don't know what the, it was. I had some, I was making some point about, 
I don't know what. It's that was years ago. Hmm. I mean, decade at least. Was that for and, PC, uh, PC Magazine or? No, it's the San Francisco Examiner. I just said it was an op-ed. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm, I missed that. I missed that. And um, it just it, it, it creates all kinds of you know. There's, it's weird because it was in the Israeli Israelis attack this thing and they to keep it away from. A situation that they, they, you know they what? killed you know, can, a few can, people. Can, can it's I, very strange. Can I just uh, say, don't bring it up anymore because you know, now you've always. I had, think it's cursed. <laughs> yeah, this is one of those things. It's cursed. You can't talk about it. If you bring it, what you just said, now you're going to get people sending big uh, archives of here's what really happened. You know. Meanwhile, if CNN and Fox and MSNBC are lying in your face all day, and people are like, oh, okay. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> Rarely is anything unprecedented, he goes on to say. Keep up the good work. He needs a hey, citizen, two to the head. It's delicious karma for some job-related issues. Uh, okay. Hey, citizen. What was it? Hey, citizen, two to the head. It's delicious? Yeah. Okay. Hey, citizen. I mean, that is the land of unconfirmed witnesses. Ah, uh, shoot. I'm sorry. Uh, I got the wrong one. Well, it's, it's like, you know, there's so much to do. Let me try it again. Hey, citizen. It's almost too delicious to believe, my friend. You've got karma. There you go. Sorry. That's a, that's a good combination, actually. Yeah, it's easy for uh, you to Anonymous say. into Barry, Florida, 7218. Uh, new job, Carmi's waiting for the word on the great new gig. Happy Thanksgiving. You've got karma. Right down the street from me is uh, Jeremy Johnson in Port Angeles, Washington, 6977. Bring some Port Angeles, 77 cents to bring back the slide whistle. Are you sure he's not living in your house? Are you sure he's not downstairs? Maybe? He might be. I, I'll it? find out at dinner. Yeah. Ashley Hurst, our friend, uh, the fisherman lady who sent her photo of herself. Remember? 69! Yeah. 69! Yeah. Uh, very cute picture. Very, oh, very yeah, she's cute quite picture. pretty. Very cute. Uh, thank picture. you for taking your time to do a show today. I was recently in the AT and T store waiting in line with all the other slaves, and I decided <laughs> to hit people in the mouth. I changed all the internet browsers on the smartphones <laughs> to the noagendashow dot com. I even got to see one man's reaction. His interest seemed piqued. I am a lady, Adam, and I love that flowing mane of hair. Oh, you can... So glad you chuckled at my last donation. Douchebag to my friend Gus. <laughs> Hold on. Douchebag. Who has been listening for months without donating. Two to the head for the idiots I visited in Portland last week. Pretty please finish it with a parliament mumble. Uh, so is she requesting a karma, actually? With yeah, I give her a karma so anyway. She wants, uh, hold on a second. No, I, I got to get the parliament mumble. Yeah, no, it's... Uh, she sent us a picture of her holding up. What kind of fish was that, uh, John? It's a huge, it looked like a huge bass. Yeah. So, uh, she, but it could have been it. She didn't. likes my hair and bass. You've got karma. Excellent. Thank you, darling. And thanks for the picture. That was kind of sexy in a weird way. A girl holding a giant fish. David Desborough, Amherst, New Hampshire, sixty-nine, sixty-nine. Please refer to me as Shag. Okay, Shag. I've been a twelve, twelve monthly donor for much of this year, but I felt you deserved a little something extra for showing up on Thanksgiving. I figured a sixty-nine, sixty-nine would be a good way to help keep up your spirits. Little girl, shut up, slave two to the head. Little girl, yay, would make my day. Okay. All right. Shut up, slave. Yay. 
Donald uh, Philip Chuck. Nuts. What do you think? Nuts. <laughs> <laughs> Calgary, Alberta. <laughs> Donald Philip. Those are all the Philip money Chuck is. Nuts. Yeah, that's right. Chuck Nuts. Hey, Chuck Nuts. In the hey. morning, John and Adam, the best podcast in the universe from the economic engine of Canada, Calgary. Hey. Just a quick note to let you know I've enjoyed listening to the show this past summer while on vacation in Florence, Rome, Pisa, and Monteroso, Sank, Sank Terra in Italy, and the beautiful city of Montreal and Quebec. Thanks for the great edutainment. Where else can I learn about the etymology of the Steely Dan? Please throw me some getting laid karma, and also please spare some karma for the Calgary Stampeders of the Canadian Football League, who will be playing against Toronto this Sunday in the final for the Grey Cup, eh? Hey. I hold off on the de-douching until I donate a bit more. For now, please give me a hello, citizen douchebag, food of the head <laughs> karma. Adios, mofos. Okay, so it's a hey citizen to the bag to the bag. What hey citizen to the bag? Yeah, to the bag. <laughs> hey citizen, douchebag. Adios, mofo. You've got <laughs> two to the karma. bag. Hey, come on, man. That was a that was a quadruple uh, element there. It's not it was tough. Alexei Volinsky in Albany, New York. 69, I love you guys. Listening on my Roku while slaving away in the kitchen while wife working in the hospital. Can I have two delicious karma for my turkey? As I was, that's a good one. And I was typing this note while paying attention to instructions while tasting wine. Thanks for all you do. By the way, Roku channel is a few installs short of 40K. Uh, not sure what that means. Not sure what okay. that means either. It's almost too delicious to believe, my friend. You've got karma. Nice. I'm one. liking that for the, the description of the turkey I'm cooking. It's almost too delicious to believe, my darling. Oscar, Sir Oscar Nadal in Tecate. 69.69 says, I'm one of the Europeans at cele- Celebrity Thanksgiving. Here's my donation. Thanks for the great service you guys give. Christoph Eilers in Eulenstedt. 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 Which is where 69, the... I don't know if it's uh, that used to be where all the uni- uh, the Amsterdam University students would live. Maybe they still do. Island State. Well, maybe he's a university student. Michael Bradbury, University, what does this say? Or Heights, Ohio, sixty nine, sixty nine. it's time to donate to the show since I've been listening for a few months. The hours of listening pleasure you guys have given me has made me a different, maybe take a different look at all the news I see and the political debates I've heard around me in Ohio. I would not wish election season in Ohio on my worst enemy. It's enough campaign ads to drive you crazy. And by the way, I would love to get a hold of that campaign ad where the Romney pushes the old lady off the cliff. <laughs> what? This is a real a real ad? Yeah. Uh, uh, Romney's got an old lady in a wheelchair. He's taking her to the top of a mountain, and then he pushes her off a cliff and laughs. And this was a, an Obama <laughs> ad, I guess? Well, I think it was by one of the Obama, you know, uh, right. super PACs. Yeah, he wasn't going to put his name on it, but he's laughing all the way to the bank. And you, are you sure it wasn't uh, Paul Ryan? Because I see the video here. No, no, it was an old lady. No, that, it, yeah, duh. No, that's that's probably the parody video you're looking at. In, uh, well, in attack ad, Paul Ryan kills grandma in wheelchair from Forbes. I thought it was Romney that was pushing the lady over the chair. 
No. I mean, have you, you know, when you hear about these things, do you ever consider um, this? No, I, I this, saw it. This great invention called Google where you can like I find saw stuff? it. No, I, don't, I don't use the Google. <laughs> anyway, he'd like a two to the head little girl, yay karma. Yay! You've got karma. Yeah, it looks like, uh, well, this is from, this is from August. No, that can't be. Doesn't make sense. John Haller in uh, Missoula, Montana, 6969. I love the show. Two act like two old married people crabbing and annoyed with each other. Yeah, yeah. I suggest on a day that you don't want to do a show that you play an old one and point out how correct you were or wrong. Life is great, he says. Remco Van Dyke. <laughs> I like that. I like that. We were right or wrong. <laughs> Carry on. Keep calm. We were right or wrong. Remco Van Dyke from uh, uh, Holland, 6969. Harlem. Harlem. Uh, Greg Filer, Sir Greg Filer, as a matter of fact, in uh, Lauderdale, Minnesota, nuts, 6969. I cannot miss out on the chance to say that, say thank you for all the work the whole crew does for the show. As a graduate student, there is little to be thankful for on this Thanksgiving, but the show is one. You know, it's so keep nice. Keep up the dissection, and we all will keep <laughs> donating. It's so nice when we, uh, when uh, people who are uh, studying or in school, when they send us notes. I got a great note from a student uh, the other day, and he was asking about some uh, drone information because he's making an app for a school project that will actually based upon uh, your features. So based upon your what you look like, the color of your skin, where you live, uh, which of course is you know done through GPS, it will determine your chances of getting killed by drone. <laughs> I can't wait for this app to come out. I, I need a copy. <laughs> yeah. Baron von Pelsmachers is back. Come back again. Hello, Baron. 6969. He likes to get that 6969 oh, yeah. in there. Another yeah. fine newsletter on top of two weekly episodes of the best podcast in the universe compelled me to donate twice this week. Fact. Why? Because he just loves the memes. <laughs> Why? Because today on the European calendar, we have a palindrome of 211112. Another one we missed. Yeah. I also have, have renewed reason to believe that the karma works so, so I'd like a second helping of the Swazelnuff kind topped with a little girl, yay. Keep up the great work. Happy Thanksgiving. Uh, for the Baron, I'm going to give him a... 69! 69, dude! The Baron gets extra. You've got karma. Which he deserves. Uh, Sir... Atia in New York, 6969. Uh, here's some birthday and 69 in French karma for my boy Danny Gray, whose birthday it is on Friday, the November 23rd. I would like to have a douchebag sent to Marvik Burgos for being a boner. Bag. And Adam, give yourself a friendly douchebag while you're at it. You know why. Douchebag. Really? What did I do? I don't know. You did something bad. If you don't mind giving me a plug at E. Adam Atia, A-T-T-I-A dot com. For anyone in the New York metro area need some professional photographic services, you can look forward to a second knighthood when the money starts rolling in. Speaking of which, I have still not received my night ring. We will get on that. She only sends about once every couple Wake months. Wake so. up, Mimi. Mimi, get on She's the still stick. Dead. Rick Barkhouse in Smith Falls, Ontario, 6969. A greeting from Gitmo Nation, Beaver Tail. And a happy Yankee Turkey Day to you both. I found myself uh, this Wednesday morning in the uncommon position of being totally caught up on no agenda episodes, which left me with nothing but time to reflect 
on upon my bonerism when I also noticed I was it was a palindrome day, 12, 11, 12. I knew that was time again. I had to ask you for, can you take that to the bank, followed by the parliament, yay, karma. Call out Howard McRae as a douchebag. Douchebag. He is just a general all-around douchebag, but he doesn't listen to the show either, so I hope that qualifies. <laughs> Okay. You can take that to the bank. Wow! You've got karma. A lot of buttons to push. 6969 from Jay in Cincinnati. The donations, my meager attempt to assuage the lull in donations caused by the holiday. This is my first donation. I kindly request a de-douching plus travel karma shot. For all the No Agenda listeners traveling over the holidays. You've been de-douched. You've got karma. Peter Moore in uh, Waterna, Waterna, South somewhere. Nuts. South <laughs> Victoria. Uh, Melbourne, actually. The Paris of Australia, he says. I heard about your podcast when you were on the Twit a while ago, and I've been hooked ever since. Please give me a de-douching karma, science karma. Mm, sure. You've been de-douched. Science! science! You've got karma. Thomas Badrick in Nutley, New Jersey, 6969. Greetings again from Gitmo Nation Tanning Mom. <laughs> yeah, that's Jersey, all right. 69! 69, dudes! Thank and you. that closes the segment we know known as Swazelnuff. Uh Boris Marinoff, Sir Marinoff to you and Aliso Viejo, sixty six sixty six with a thank you, Robert Kane, Columbiana, Alabama, sixty six sixty six. Uh let me be the first to wish you a happy sixth anniversary with this special donation. <laughs> yeah, I know a bit early, but I screwed up and missed the fifth and don't want to miss the next one. Big thanks to Adam A. G. <laughs> And the daily Morse code as well. I've been inactive the last few years, but I'm dusting off my gear so I can get on the air again. I'm also in the process of getting authenticated with Echolink. Hope to see you there soon one day. No thing, when my grandfather passed away, I inherited most of his ham gear. Some of it is duplicates of gear I already had. Some books, an antenna analyzer, and some other miscellaneous stuff of interest to a newly minted general ham. Aww. So let's just say I'll send some of them your way. That's so kind. Yeah, well... 73 from N4IXT. Talking to random dudes since 1998. Actually, it's working random dudes. Michael Sandall in Landrum, South Carolina, 6666. Mike here from the great Gitmo state of South. We don't need to encrypt your tax records, Carolina nuts. <laughs> I just started listening the week after Adam appeared on Twit, and I and felt it was time I did my part to keep the two of you going. I'm donating 6666, otherwise known as quadruple nickels on the double sticks. <laughs> double double 3333, only 3.03 away from 6969, or Satan with a spare. Ooh, I like that. Satan with a spare. Last Sunday, as my MILF and our two human resources were traveling north through Indianapolis, keeping an eye out for drones on our way to Indianapolis for, or Illinois for Thanksgiving, I spotted a Who is John Galt bumper sticker on a Kia Soul. <laughs> Losers. Yeah, really? Realizing the heavens were... I, you know, so I, my wife said, you know, I like the Kia Soul. I think, I, I think we should get one. 
Really? I said, I don't know. I said, I think it's a funny looking car. It's kind Wait of a minute, cool. This is the one that I liked, the car that I liked. And I talked you out of it. Yeah, with the hamsters, with the, the walking hamsters that, 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 that drive it. Yeah, well, I got, I rented one. Uh, yeah, you told me this. And it's crap. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Yeah. Realizing the heavens were speaking to me, I would have like an Atlas shrug, two to the head, Parliament mumble, karma shot for you, all the listeners, and my family as we head back south this coming weekend. Keep, keep hitting him in the mouth. I'll keep donating. Atlas shrug. By Ayn Rand. You've got karma. <laughs> You gotta do something. You gotta put some variety in it, not just the. Fart what am I sound. doing? You I'm not doing anything. You're just doing, you know. No, I don't. I'm not doing that. Okay. That's that's on the that's on the clip. I can't. What am I supposed to do about it? Ian Chaffee in Los Angeles, California. Sixty-two. How about, Ian? How about Ian? Not Eon. I don't know why I do that. Yeah. Eon nuts. <laughs> Ian. <laughs> Ian. Ian. Ian Chaffee. In Los Angeles, California, 6214. Apologize for the late football score donations. I've been trying to pretend the season isn't happening. Fortunately for no agenda, Coach Jeff Tedford has been experiencing the worst blowouts of his career. If you recall, I've been donating this season based on each week's Cal score, win, lose, or draw. Uh, unfortunately for the show, it seems as if he is on his way out. Thank God. If possible, please give me and Coach Tedford some clippity-clop a drone again, de-douching karma. Here's the more great No Agenda shows each week and a better Cal football team next year. It's clippity clock. Just clippity clock. A drone again. Naturally. You've got karma. A little much. Robert McBeth in Vancouver, B.C. sends in 60 bucks saying the postal resource would like to send a douchebag to Harper. Douchebag. Chopra. Douchebag. And Rate. Douchebag. For their efforts to destroy the Canadian Postal Service. Oh, this is something to look into. Yeah. Ian Chaffee in Los Angeles, California, 5917. How about Ian? Oh, I did it again. What is he giving two donations for? So that he can hear you say Eon twice. I don't know why I say It's going to, yeah, Ian. Yeah, it's like yeah. Well, this I'm not weird. saying I am. Rand. Christian Her- Herzog, otherwise known as Sir Zog, in Elwood, Illinois, um, find the show too valuable to not support, and I like to encourage everyone listening to help as they can. I'm doing okay, but if I but if I could for uh, get some two to the head, two delicious karma for the family and the show, I'd appreciate it. I'm reminded of an old '70s T-shirt slogan: "Gas, grass, or ass, nobody rides for free." Boners unite and support the show. It's almost too delicious to believe, my friend. You've got karma. I believe believe the gas, grass, or ass was a bumper sticker. Jeffrey Cadman, Wheaton, Maryland. You know, but but people like hitchhiked a lot in the sixties and seventies. Wheaton, Maryland, fifty three twenty two. Please combine my eleven. 22 monthly subscription looking for some birthday karma 1122 okay you know uh, uh, I used to hitchhike and then one time I had a bad experience what happened as a kid well I was I, um, I would the bus going home from school where we lived at the time 
uh, would only go like once every two hours. And then it's like, oh, screw it. I'm just going to hitchhike. And I was, mm, what was I, 15, 16, I think. And, you know, and the guy picked me up and he's, you know, driving along. And then all of a sudden he's like touching his crotch. And I'm like, oh, it freaked me out. I'm like, pull over now. Pull over now. <laughs> Let me out now. And, and nothing happened, but it really shook me up. It was weird. He was like, oh. that explains a lot. Uh, you are such an, an a-hole. Uh, yeah. Bruins Clothing in Watertown, South Dakota, 52. Lee Bruins again from Bruins Clothing in South Dakota Nuts. Which is just plugging away here, making jackets still. Setting bucks aside for no agenda when the business can spare it. Hoping to stay afloat against the wave of China-made winter coats. Yeah. And this is a guy that... And it makes an you outstanding yeah, with with a with a concealed carry pocket. It's an outstanding product. Yeah, and it's extremely warm. Brunsclothing.com, I think it is, right? B R B R U N S Brunsclothing.com. Yeah, and they're American made and they're not expensive. No, and and it's not yeah, it's it's made by an American old lady, not an old China lady. Podcast for pieces in with that from Alamo, California, fifty one fifty. Why? Because I want to say thank you for doing the show today while I drive to Grandma's for dinner. Oh. Anonymous from Moscow, or Moscow, whatever you want to call it. We should get the official pronunciation for Moscow, or Moscow. Just checking in from Gitmo Nation, Putin. A bit of karma with Parliament mumble would be useful for my government job. I think it's actually Mokba, is what we should just call it. You've got karma. Get more nation mokba. That was fifty-one fifty. Kevin Seaford in Tascadero, California, fifty dollars and one cent. Uh, here, here to crack pot and buzzkill for a continued destruction of the BS fed to the slaves by the government's spokesholes. Being a small business owner, it's hard to scrape up some cash, so I took fifty bucks from the old lady for you. <laughs> I wonder what consequence awaits for such action. Oh, well, you, would you play a lone wolf two to the head? It's too delicious combo. Yeah, of course. It's almost too delicious to believe, my friend. You've got karma. <laughs> you know, I want to stop the show right here and say compliment you for being able to do these crazy combinations of... I, 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 it can't be that easy because you you do it at the last second, so you have to find the right clip. You rarely screw it up. Well, it's amazing. You. Well, thank you so much, John. This, that's, that's, what the, the show has got so much professionalism just kind of built into the scheme of things. However, it's amazing. however are we nominated for Best Produced Podcast at the Podcast no. Awards? No. Ludicrous that we're... No. And we... I, I don't think there's a better... I was listening to some old shows from four years ago. Really? Were you touching yourself? No, of course not. But I was listening. And the production values on this show, once we got the intro jingle uh-huh. that we play at the beginning of the right, show, right, right, just right. went through the ceiling. All the shows before that was you yammering on forever. I am Adam Curry, and we what? do a show every day or every week, a couple of times, once a week. is once a week then. And uh, my friend here's John, and I'm over there. Yeah, I'm, I'm here. I'm here, uh, coming through. <laughs> right. And yeah, we talk about. Uh, did you go out to dinner this week, John? Yeah, yeah, I went out to dinner. I went to dinner this week, and I had a meal. It was really not very good. It's amazing we got through it. <laughs> well, it was also much shorter. It was like, 
Well, also, you know, well, let's be honest about it. People weren't supporting the show. We, I don't think we were asking for people to support the show. Um, you know, so th- th- there's a lot of things that go along with that. Um, and, you know, and, and maybe we weren't ready for that yet. In fact, no, I'm, I'm pretty sure we weren't ready. We were, just weren't ready. Yeah, we just weren't ready for that yet. And, you know, yeah, and, and no. ready. By the way, when, yeah. when it, can I just interject? We're almost done here, but um, Chunk... You know Chunk? Chunk. Yeah, you know Chunk who I'm talking about? Yeah, Chunk. Listen to this a-hole rip us off. Not a big deal. Uh, But here's the interesting part. Nearly a billion views on the TYT network. That's awesome. And now we have been nominated for Best Video Podcast. Wasik Terlan. Jeez. Wasik is not part of the description of the <laughs> nomination. It's part of the 8th Annual Podcast Awards. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so that means that if we're nominated for an award, we need the TYT Army. We need to call upon the TYT Army. So, first of all, they have an army. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> is there a bat signal for the TYT Army? Yeah. Really, Chunk? Really? Bat signal? Really? You know, all these people, they just take our... our our analysis uh, take our ideas. I didn't realize ideas. how gay he sounds, that guy. <laughs> they take my gayness and just steal my gay. This is an outrage. We've got uh, Hollywood, you know, taking our jingle songs. We've got uh, we've got Chunk taking my gayness and our bat signal. We'll have the drone thing is going to get stolen. Oh, Chunk both of them, both Chunk drone again, oh, yeah. blah, blah, yeah. blah, blah, yeah, blah, and the win, loser, drone. Oh, yeah, and, and, and they'll be like, how Up cool are grabs. we? Yeah, we got a billion views, a billion views, because we're stealing all the material from that No Agenda podcast. Which, which, by the way, anyone could take whatever they want. Yeah, it's open source. Yeah, it's open source. But, Matthew yeah, Park, but credit. we still bitch about it. Yeah, credit, we'll still bitch about it. Open source bitching. <laughs> it would be nice just to say, hey, thanks, dudes. Yeah, that wouldn't hurt. No, no. Matthew Parker and Parkridge, Illinois, 50 bucks, grinning from the land of Obama nuts. He'd <laughs> like an Atlas Shrugged Karma. Yeah. Atlas Shrugged. By <laughs> You've got karma. Donald uh, Goguen or Goguen. What do you think? G-O-G-U-E-N, Westminster. I like Gogwen. Gogwen. Westminster, Massachusetts. 50 bucks. I need a lot of Massachusetts coming in. Fourth small donation must mean a lot because I wouldn't pay for entertainment. In a word full of free choices, coincidence, I think not. Put me down for some karma. You got it. Uh, We'll also give you a... um... Coincidence, I think not. You've got karma. Another 50 bucks from uh, Anonymous in Wilmington, Massachusetts. Nuts. Please announce Mass of Tax Nuts. Please announce this as Anonymous. Dear John and Adam, personal little karma for me and a douchebag to anyone that hasn't donated. Douchebag. I was laid off two months ago and not very many months. Money has gotten very tight. I'm 57. I think it's going to be a tough job search. No kidding. Yeah. So if I can donate, then almost anyone can. Value for value. What part of that concept don't you boners get? Thank you very much, Anonymous. That that's heartwarming on this Thanksgiving. He wants the he wants a karma. Yeah, of course. You've got karma. Um, JQ and sh- but it's not impossible. Sh- I just say it's not impossible. The job search. I mean, 
everyone's no, going to be not. Working. It's just Every, a lot of work. Yeah, everyone's going to be working part time. Um, I think actually, the less college education you have, the better these days. You, you know? gotta lie. <laughs> I never been to college. <laughs> You're hired. <laughs> You're in. Here's ten bucks an hour. JQ in Chi Town, Illinois, fifty. ITM fellas, thank you for your work. I'm very grateful to have the best podcast in the universe in my life. Here's fifty bucks. Keep it up. Jarris Corporation in Arlington, Virginia, and you know what that means. Please give me some job karma as well as a nothing to see here. You guys are swell. Consider me guilt tripped. Don't look over here. Nothing to see here. Ooh, look at that. Guilt tripped. We guilt tripped karma. Him. Yeah, but now he's a happy camper. Zero. Picarillo. No. Ciro Picarillo. Ciro Picarillo. Picarillo. Henderson, North Carolina. The Hendersonville, North Carolina. Pronounced Ciro Picarillo. Oh, duh. <laughs> Listener says episode one. And a monthly 1111 subscriber. Check to see if you're still an 1111 subscriber. Yeah. Because this, this, this is the worst thing. We lose out on this deal. I had to share an extra bit of love this Thanksgiving. Thanks for all you do. Give yourselves a shot of karma. We'll take it. You've got karma. Uh, Visionary JKLM Inc. in Wichita, Kansas says, even if it's a bogative holiday, I want to give thanks for the best podcast in the universe. He's the DuneBuggyGolfCarts.com guy. Yeah, and you know what the the Dune Buggy Golf Carts, Miss Mickey told me, they now have a roof. If you go to oh, that's cool. Yeah, Dune so Buggy, you can play golf in the rain. DuneBuggyGolfCarts.com. They now come with a roof. Yeah, that's cool. Thanks, huh. John. And finally, Eric Veet in Dublin, California, 50 bucks. And Kyle Bauer from Parts Unknown, 50 bucks. That'll be our uh, our donors for show 463. want to thank each and every one of them and people who donated lesser amounts for keeping us going here. And it was a very good day. For Thanksgiving, I, I don't know how many people are actually listening, but you, you know, know, you know, what, you know what's up. crazy about this is I went so overboard on material and stuff. I mean, I've got, I mean, we, we, this was a long segment, so we're going to go longer than normal. Um, I wasn't expecting this. I mean, I am completely blown away by the outpouring of thanks for the for the best podcast in the universe. I mean, yes, we're not nominated, yeah, you know, for the best produced. You know, we don't have a billion YouTube views because of broken iPhones or anything like that. Um, you know, we're just two do- two guys. Hey, what kind of podcast awards have <laughs> voting where you can vote multiple? It's a People's Choice Awards. They have a good awards thing to be because I've set these up. Yeah, it has to have judges panel, who panel, are credible making the decisions. Yeah, a panel, a panel of uh, professionals. Well, this is the problem because then I have a panel of professionals. I've described the situation before. I've been in a lot of newspapers and magazines. You go in there, you have an editorial meeting at noon. You bring a bag of lunch. You sit there, uh, chewing on a ham sandwich, and the five of you go, "What do you think we should give the award to, editor?" He says, "Ah, give it to these guys." Okay, and you're done. At least they're pros. <laughs> can't stuff the ballot in one of those meetings. Thank you all so much for um, helping us out, uh, supporting us, keeping us going. We we really do try to give you uh, value. And on this day of uh, giving of thanks, I would like to thank a couple people. I would like to thank you, John, first of all, for uh, being my partner and, um, and, and being the counterweight. Otherwise, I'd be nowhere. Uh, I want to thank your whole family, of course, for putting up with your crap so that you can be an a-hole on the show. It's really nice. Now, especially Mimi, I miss her. I haven't seen her in uh, in three Thanksgivings. 
That, you know, that's how long it's been. Um, and I want to thank uh, Gitmo Slave, Sir Gitmo Slave, Mr. Oil, uh, Void Zero for all that they do on uh, keeping us, uh, keeping the show rolling. And of course, all of the human resources are artists, are knights, are dames. Uh, thank you all so much because um, uh, I am actually uh, getting by. That's the good news is I know that I will get by day by day. Uh, wish it could be more. Wish it could be better. Wish it could be more consistent. Wish you had but, a newer car that was more reliable. Yeah. Well, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, so basically, whenever uh, whenever we go somewhere now, Mickey and I have to take the truck because, you know, the, the climbing over the seat thing is kind of old when you're 6'5". You know, like getting in the driver's side door because the passenger's door won't open. And, <laughs> and, and it's hilarious because she'll, like, have an appointment somewhere and she'll pick someone up or say, you have to get in the back. <laughs> People are like, you what? just get in the back, make it look like a, she's a chauffeur. <laughs> have her wear a black hat. A cap. A cap and boots. A cap. <laughs> With boots and a riding crop. Leather ah. boots, black cap, riding crop. She can drive. <laughs> you can be in the back trembling. <laughs> Uh, but anyway, uh, really, it's uh, it's great. It, it's a lot of fun doing this, uh, and I like it. I really do like it, and I love watching C-SPAN. So you don't have to. I love reading through government legislation. Although I can't wait to really get that cranking again because you know we really don't have any legislation. I look at that NDAA thing, and, and it's like let's wait for the next round because they're going to pull you know put stuff in there, amendments and everything. And, uh, you know, I kind of read you the highlights of all the, you know, the space weaponry. But let's wait because I'm waiting for some good stuff to show up. So that's coming. Uh, but I'm, I'm, I'm really happy. Oh, and, of course, thanks to all the hams who are putting up with me. The hams on the air. And you can show your love and support at Dvorak.org slash N-A. It's your birthday, Congratulates himself. He turned 57 yesterday. Lori Jutlia. Lori Jutlia congratulates herself, I say, on the... Uh, it says himself here, but I'm going to say herself. Celebrating today, the 22nd. Sir E. Adam Atia says happy birthday to Danny Gray. Celebrating tomorrow. Jeffrey Cadman, he is celebrating today. Happy birthday. Kyle Magnum, uh, celebrating on the 26th. And Devin Smith says happy birthday to his wife, Shirt. She turned 40 on the 20th. So, very happy birthday to all of you here from your buddies at the No Agenda Show. It's your birthday, yeah. Did you want to thank anyone before we go to the Knights? Do I want to what? You want to thank anyone for thanks? Yeah, I want to thank you for doing the show. I want to thank uh, Buzzkill Jr. for doing the spreadsheet. I want to thank Eric DeShill for once doing the spreadsheet. And I want to thank Mimi for uh, making the coffee. I mean, everybody gets a lot of thanks here. By the way, uh, oh, you're going to have to hold off a second because I did, normally I fly with the sword. and Oh, no. Yeah, so I got a backup sword, but it's in the closet, and I'm gonna have to go get it. And but the, yeah, no, they T TSA took my sword. Is this Hang on. What? Okay, I'm back. Is this what we call theater of the mind? It's smaller. today. Molly Kincaid step forward. Christina Lake have Richard Harriman come forward. Humphrey of Yes Minister. Anthony Montgomery. Lori Jutila. Uh, uh, David Daniels and Edward Bradley. I hereby pronounce the all 
knights and dames of the No Agenda Roundtable. What a list. Move over. Get some chairs ready for the hookers and blow, the red boys and Chardonnay, the geishas and sake, the wenches and beer, the hot pants and booze, and uh, I missed one. Uh, the Rubenesque women and Rosé. We need to balance it out. We need more for the women because we're getting more dames now. And we need to have, yeah. so we only, we only have, through. we only have rent boys and Chardonnay, which can also be, you know, just for our more sensitive nights, but we need something, uh, an, another thing for the dames, you know, how about, um, uh, Chippendales and chocolate milk. God. Now Chippendales and give me a drink with a C, an alcohol drink. With a C? Yeah. Cosmopolitan. Chippendales and Cosmos. Now it has to be a ch sound. Ch, ch. Ch? A yeah. ch? A drink with a ch. Uh, a cheese gimlet. <laughs> no. No. One word. Chippendales and... A chimlet. No. That's not, well, that's not a drink. A chimlet. Yeah, the chimlet. Uh, doesn't sound like a good drink. Oh, it's delicious. Well, we'll have to work if on it. you like cheese. Yeah. <laughs> We'll work on it. Seriously, though, thank you very much to our knights and dames. Uh, so Christina Lake actually had uh, Richard Harriman now become a knight. That's how it worked. That's uh, it sounded a little messed up. And uh, the dames, good, good, good. Oh, Chippendales and Champagne. There you go. <laughs> How's there that you sound? go, perfect. Chippendales and Champagne. Wow! Good. A lot of uh, kind of crazy um, uh, pharmaceutical news coming through. <clears throat> That uh, I just wanted to run through, uh, run through these with you. There was a big study. I love it when the studies uh, are done. It turns out that the that you know what the best way to treat post traumatic stress disorder is, which of course uh, is what, what, uh, take a brown paper bag, come up behind <laughs> the, a guy, blow it up, come up behind a guy, and pop it. That's really funny, John. That's really really funny. Uh, no, so this of course is a, a study that is done. To see what we can do uh, for our uh, our soldiers, our troops, our men and women coming home um, who have been overseas multiple times in these crazy ass, ridiculous wars against terror, they now want uh, the study recommends giving <laughs> giving <laughs> sufferers of post traumatic stress disorder MDMA, also known as ecstasy. How about that? Jeez. I don't think this is a good idea. They say it is very, very effective, and this is a this is a professional grade study. Um, mm. but of course, you know, it's, it's. I mean, well, does this mean that we can then get uh, like Adderall? We can, you know, there will be a black market in in ecstasy. Because that's what I'm thinking. That, is, that's what I'm thinking is happening. Is there a black market in ecstasy already? Right, but but it's but it's not a pharmaceutical ecstasy. It's people. Oh, the good stuff. It's mainly people in the Netherlands because that's where most. You know, the most ecstasy comes from Holland. No, I had no idea. Oh yeah, Holland is the. They make the most pills in the universe when it comes to ecstasy. Um, but of course, that's you know, it's just because ecstasy. You can make it in your basement. Everyone can make ecstasy. You're just not allowed to. But I think what they want to do now is create a real trade in ecstasy um, that then, you know, because, of course, you know, the government or the pharmaceutical companies with the government really want to become the legal drug pushers. So I think that's why that is happening. Um, brand new guidelines from the U.S. Preventative Services Task Force 
which I believe is a part of the Centers for Disease Control, recommending everybody ages 15 to 64 should get uh, an HIV test, even if you're not at great risk. That's the way they can sell you some uh, bogus shots. Yeah, 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 that'll be the AIDS uh, Even if vaccine. you're not at risk? Yeah, yeah, literally, that's literally what it says. It's even worse because they say uh, in this, uh, and i got to wonder who these jabronis are, they're talking about the high-risk groups, and actually, I think... If you believe in all this, the high-risk group is probably single women, uh, 25 to 35. But they, of course, only talk about men. Um, very, very strange. Um, we have, uh, ah, yes, treating criminals for uh, ADHD. Uh, giving them uh, the ADHD medicine. Turns out that's really good for, uh, for criminals. If you're if they're in jail, so we're now going to be providing uh, Adderall and uh, Vivance and uh, Ritalin to prisoners, and believe me, you'll be paying for it. And then there's some great recommendations here. If you go to youdotherest.com, the U being just the letter U, so youdotherest.com. Uh, this is the makers of Vivance which is, uh, you know, an ADHD kind of an Adderall type of uh, medication, they have some app recommendations for you if, you are <laughs> if you're on their medication. <laughs> are, you go- are you going to this uh, website? No. I, it, what, what, give it to me again. Youdotherest.com, except the U is not Y-O-U, it's just you. Youdotherest.com. And here it is, looking for app recommendations. And they, and they recommend you use... Uh, uh, Evernote. <laughs> a front for Evernote? No, they're selling Vivance. But, but they're like, since you're messed up, since you're a confused slave, you can't keep shit straight this is, in your head. This is, it's like dexamphetamine dimethylate. Yeah. Yes. An amphetamine. Yeah, but it's like Adderall. It's essentially yeah, Adderall. Well, it's amphetamine too. Right. Yeah, well, it's the same stuff. It's just in a different package. And uh, they're saying, well, you should get Evernote, and you should get <laughs> giving you all these, all these apps that will help you organize your life as a completely confused, you're hyped up on Vivant. <laughs> Stoned on speed. Hey, let's see what their recommendations are. <laughs> Getting organized. It's, it's really quite sad. Really quite sad. Evernote, also the panel favors no can no papers and tux do to do to do this bare bones with visually compelling to do get it to do oh how funny to do got it took me a while yeah they evernote cano everything a physical textbook can do i homework and instapaper yeah maybe i could win (laughs) epic win a lot of plugs here for software (laughs) yeah i'm (laughs) Epic Obviously, these guys are on this drug. <laughs> and then there's the notify me, and don't forget my note, and don't forget list omnibus, and then things. I do two or three of them at once. Hey, come on, man. Come on. Hey, don't be a douchebag. Come on. Put it in there, man. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. You can do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, um, so this Indianapolis thing, this Indianapolis uh, explosion is getting crazier by uh, by the day. Indianapolis authorities have opened a criminal investigation into the explosion that leveled part of a neighborhood earlier this month. We are turning this into a criminal homicide investigation. There is a search for truth. Truth! 
and there is a search for justice. I, apparently, there's two searches going on. <laughs> One is for truth, and then over there, there's a search for justice. The November 10th explosion killed two people. They live next door to the house that is the focus of the probe. Investigators suspect natural gas, but they're also looking for people seen in the area in a white van. <laughs> I mean, it's so obvious. You show up to the explosion. John, this could either be a natural gas explosion or it could be the guys in the white van. Urge anyone with information about this matter to contact Crime Stoppers. Yeah. Uh, and now they are going to demolish 28 homes on that block. So I would say they're covering up the evidence of whatever blew this up. This is really people in Indianapolis. You should be protesting. You should be out there saying, tell us the truth. What is going on? You know, like when 9-11, when they carted off all that steel and then made a ship out of it or whatever. You know, also, we couldn't see what was going on with how the steel had melted away. Uh, this is the same thing. They're carting off the evidence in plain sight. Now, okay, it may not be a drone. Uh, I still think that this was a drone strike that came. Well, you're not sticking with that bull crap. I can stick really? with that. Well, did you have something better? Yeah, the guy was blowing up his house for insurance reasons. John, we've already been through this. This is not the type of explosion a gas. You can't. You can't do this. You can't with C four. Oh, really? Well, then why don't they say C four? Why don't they just come out and say it? Why are they cleaning everything up and saying, "Oh, guy in a white van"? Why? This is this is what I don't understand. I mean, why do they have to hide that? Why don't they just say, hey, this guy was nuts. He blew himself up with C4 or. Well, I think it's because for the reason is that they've already made the determination it was a gas leak and now they're covering their tracks so no, they can at least no. have some bogus. Re- re- no, I disagree. That has not been determined. They're not. They're saying everyone's saying it's not a gas explosion. So you got to make up your mind. I mean, the reason that they're hiding something is because there's something to hide, not just because they're embarrassed that they said gas explosion. Come on. That's All right, so what do they have to hide? A, a, a drone, drone hit? strike? Yes, something a like drone. that. Well, mine is buying the drone than, thing. Okay, I've been on this. You dismissed this whole story from the beginning. No, no, somebody should have seen something. This is just like you and those missiles in Israel. Why didn't you know? You think somebody was seen some drone? Or did you see the missile coming down and blowing up the guy's house? Mm. And still, why is there no? What would be the point of it? It's not. It wasn't near the government buildings. Your original thesis was it was near these government agencies, and then we got the report. It's ten miles out of town. It's nowhere near anything. Right, and then and then we found out that one of the guys who worked at one of these government agencies was killed. Yeah, well, there's something to that. I think you may have something with that guy. Okay, but you know, so it's a process. All I'm saying is, I'm staying on the story. I'm sticking with the drone. You watch. Hey, it's also possible that someone hijacked a drone. You know, it's, now, that would be a story worth covering up. There you go. Because if somebody, and I, by the way, this is very doable. To hijack Somebody a hijacks a drone, maybe an ex-drone pilot. You don't know. Somebody knows how to fly the thing, knows what button to push to fire a missile. I was reading, because, um, uh, you know, they've delayed. What's going to happen to those guys, those ex-drone pilots? They're going to have too much information. They're going to have to be killed. Hmm. Yeah. They don't make a lot of money, drone pilots. They make very little money, actually. And they don't get, and their hours are all screwed up. And I was reading that in the NDAA, uh, 2013, um, that, you know, there's not a lot of, you can't get a promotion. Kind of, you're sitting in that chair and flying that drone, that's it. You know, and uh, and here's your 25 bucks an hour. 
It's not. It's not a very glamorous. Uh, it's not like being a jet pilot. Of course, they all think they are. <laughs> hey, man, I fly for the government. No, you don't. You move, <laughs> you move a joystick around. Give me a break. Um, meanwhile, uh, Scahill, is that his name? The guy from The Nation? Scahill? Scahill? I, by, the way, by the way, I think it would be the guys who get more job satisfaction if these drones had machine guns and they'd allow <laughs> these guys to strafe. <laughs> Don't you think? Yeah, of course. It, for just once in a while. I, yeah. I was talking on the uh, 3373 No Agenda Ham reflector to a guy. He, oh, he just he wandered in onto our frequency, 79 years old in England, and he lives in Hastings. And he's like, hey, I got a, we got a ham radio. Uh, oh, we got a ham radio club over here. And we go, oh, but it's Friday because we have all this World War II equipment. And then, you know, I was like, oh, that's kind of cool, man, because, you know, I used to fly in England and, uh, you know, from time to time I'd be joined by an old guy, old geezer flying a Spitfire. And he's like, oh, yes, we have several of them here. And, and then he starts talking about what he calls the, the bumble buzzers or something. Oh, I forgot the, I should have written it down. He was talking about the old V1 and V2 rockets. You know, these were the buzz bomb, buzz bomb. These were the original drones. Um, and I think the V2s were the ones that really uh, uh, bombed a lot of London. So it was essentially a bomb with wings and an engine, which is a drone, only it didn't really have uh, any sophistication. Well, actually, the, I, I would agree with that about the buzz bomb, but not so much about the V2, which was just an out-and-out -out rocket. So just, IBM was a, a ballistic missile. It just went up and then came oh. down. The buzz bomb would fly was that the v over the place and buzz everybody and make a racket that scared people. But then it would crash, too. And well, it would, it would run out of fuel and just and drop. And then blow up. So the, so the guy's telling me the buzz bombs, the bumble bu I think he called bumble bombs or something. No, but they were always called. I thought it was always buzz bomb. Maybe there was some English had some other phrase for right. it. So he says, well, what happened is the guys in the Spitfire, when, when these buzz bombs were incoming, they would go over and then they would tip their wings to send them off course to send them into the sea. Can yeah. you imagine that? The guy would fly next to it, then he'd put his wing underneath, and then he'd you know, move the stick. Flip it. And he'd, yeah, and he'd flip it, and it would go off and it would crash into the sea. That's hardcore crap right there. Yeah, that's what you call flying. That's flying, yeah. Not this drone crap with your joystick in a, in a container. So Scahill, is he? Uh, he's from the the Nation magazine, and he was on MSNBC, and uh, he had something pretty good to say about why the CIA has been so militarized and how the um, how they how they keep their secret budget in place. Let's talk about budgets, and we know that the CIA's operating budget is classified right. and murky, at least on those details. But might all of this evolution come as a result of budget issues, which we know are present everywhere in the government? Why not there as well? Well, I mean, it's an interesting question. I mean, the, the, the drones are a relatively cheap uh, mm -hmm. form of technology. I think that's one of the reasons why they're, they're so attractive. Um, the other part of this, though, and this may sound cynical, is that my sense of what happens on Capitol Hill is that when General Petraeus would go before Congress as the director of CIA or Admiral McRaven, who's the, uh, the commander of the Special Operations Command, 
Congress members say, well, how do we measure progress? And in their eyes, uh, you know, body counts does the job. How many al-Qaeda figures ha have been killed? The president made it a centerpiece of his national security campaign when he was running against Romney. How many times at the convention did they say Osama bin Laden is dead? Or the president would say, if anyone doubts my resolve, ask the 23 al-Qaeda figures that we've killed. I, I think we're, we're sort of operating on fear. And also, Congress is asleep at the wheel. And this is the easiest way to sort of say, well, we're, we're winning the war on terror. When in reality, we may actually be creating uh, more people than inspiration to commit acts of terrorism in countries that most Americans haven't heard of. Mali, Mauritania. I mean, th these are the next fronts. Okay. I kind of I like that whole body count thing. Just body count for Congress. How many do we kill? How many do we get with that thing? Well, 3,000? Yeah, it's a throwback to the Vietnam War when we had these bogus figures that they used to throw at everybody and, you know, they went and took it a hook, line, and sinker until some years later when the war was deconstructed and a few books were written. Right. By the Secretary of Defense. Right. Uh, it turns out that everything was a scam. Speaking of scams, um, right on schedule, there's, there's a couple things that have to happen on schedule. We know from our agency contacts, producers in the agencies, that once every six weeks, the FBI has to get some homegrown terror going. we got to roll some people up. And I think, it, is this not, when was the last time? Was it not six weeks to the day? What was the last? Uh, what was the last? I don't remember, but it, it is very routine. Wait a minute. So, w when was the, the before these four guys in L.A., which I'll play the clip from? Who was before that? It was. Um, it w wasn't it some moron that they gave a, a button to and they made him push it a few times? It was a single lone wolf. It was yeah, a lone was wolf a lone guy wolf. that was going to blow up a building in Chicago. Oh, the Federal Reserve guy. Oh, okay. He's going to blow up the Federal Reserve of Boston or New York or something. I just Remember wanna, that? Yeah, I just want to. I would want to look at the date. Hold on. I want to look at the date. I got to kill this page. Thanks, Chrome. You Chrome suck. crashes a lot more than it used to. Yeah, I've noticed that too. Um, it was October seventeenth. Well, what do I say? It's like two months, six to eight weeks. October, November. No, it's exactly six weeks. October 17th. And today? Well, yeah. So it's, it's five all, or six five weeks. Or, so Whatever. almost six weeks. Every six weeks, we got to arrest somebody. This one, though, is hilarious. Quotes one of the defendants referring to Kabir as a Mujahideen walking around the streets of L.A. And that he came out here to recruit brothers. The complaint says the four Southern California men shared violent and extremist material on Facebook, including video messages from Anwar al-Alki, the now deceased leader of al-Qaeda in the Arabian Peninsula. So now, so what they were actually sharing was the Inspire magazine, which I have downloaded. I think you've downloaded it at least once, haven't you, John? No, no, <laughs> not going to happen. <laughs> yes, you have. Yes, you have. Yes, you have. No, I don't download that kind of contraband, my friend. But here's it's too delicious to believe. Here's the best part. And they liked various other links and postings. So <laughs> if you like something on Facebook, which, of course, the acronym FBI is Facebook Incorporated. It's like it's so obvious. We know Director Mueller was walking around saying, hey, Zuck, how you doing? I was in the building. It was in the Time Magazine article. The Facebook is the FBI. It is the agency. Get off of Facebook. Certainly, if you're going to like terrorist content. The complaint alleges the men. <laughs> what an idiot. In Afghanistan, plan to target American military bases. I'm going to target some. I mean, these guys were just talking. And they're talking trash. And they're liking links. It's just, you know, it's, uh, 
Anyway, good job on the FBI. Right on target. So our next, let's see, what is six weeks from now? That should be December. Ooh, do you think Christmas? Christmas, we should have another Christmas plot, a Christmas bomber. Don't you think? Yeah, there will have to be a Christmas, but let's take a look at this. I actually put it in the red let's book. Let's put it in the red book. We need another Christmas because it'll be six weeks from now. But we need to get Christmas a little more creative. I'm just going to put Christmas event. <laughs> event. What's your, let's, event. Let, let's call it. What would be creative? So we've already had Federal Reserve was creative. We, so we have to make people like Adam look more frightening. Um, so I think it should be a lone wolfer. Um, ham radio. Yeah, yeah, I think you have to put various How about ones. This? Lone wolf team. Lone How about wolf this? Team. How about this? How about this? Ham radio operator. Well, they won't let that happen. Why There's not? too many hams in the in the government. Oh, okay. Um, what could we do? What What would be? I mean, it's got to be something because you know it's going to get boring. So we and the FBI listens. The agency listens. So we might as well give them an idea. And if we give them an idea, then you know, then they'll play it out. And then we'll say, ha, red book, and it'll be funny. You know? Okay, I think, okay, I'm gonna go just on. Throw, I think it's going to be an attack on the, the Staten Island Ferry or something like that. Now, why the Staten Island Ferry? That's not very good. No, it's gotta be some boat because that way they can institute TSA people at boat. You know, you, now there's ferries all over the country, right? You get, just get on them. You can't well, have that. Well, for that, well, then why not just do trains? Well, these trains are possible because they haven't had, uh, they've given up on this high-speed rail. They've already got every all their money in place, so they made their money. So that's done. Um, a train. I yeah, think- airplanes are boring. They can't, if they do another airplane, which I believe that's what they'll do because that's the, the model. It's going to be another, like, a pant bomber or a foot bomber or a guy who's had the operation <laughs> is a, has a fake arm, which no, is loaded with explosives. I don't think so. I don't think so. I think we can the actually... one-armed bomber. <laughs> no, I think we can actually help them come up with a strategy. I think we can... Uh, it has to be something where we can add some crap that, you know, that we don't need. We, you know, we, the, 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 an, a company can sell them some bull crap. So... Boats, or I think it's going to be trains. I think it should be a train, and a drone is going to help somehow in this rescue. <sighs> Don't you? I, I think that's feasible. Well, we can modify this as we go along before the day actually happens. Okay. We, well, because you know, they're going to have to work on it. Well, they may have better better abilities than the two of us have in terms yeah. of dreaming up some bull crap. Yeah. I mean, come on. The, Printer cartridges with a bomb in them yeah, sent that to was, a, That was pretty good. That was lame, actually, but it was interesting. <laughs> and, and the pant bomber, I mean, that was good. The crotch bomber, I mean, come on, that's great. That was kind of good. You know, and he tries to light his, his crotch on. And people, what are you doing? I'm lighting my dick on fire. I mean, this just kind of <laughs> makes no sense. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and so- there's got to be an idiot. Uh, you know, right. I think we should have, it'll be maybe another guy trying to come in from overseas. I'm going to put that in there. It's going to be a guy trying to come ooh, in from overseas. Ooh, ooh, you know what? That would work, and I'll tell you why. Hold on a second. There's new software. Hold on. Let me get this. Uh, here it is. Uh, I've got information, man. New shit has come to light. This is from the BBC, a U.S., uh, the, the, the British arm of SAS uh, software. So 
we add extra information for that border agent to help them identify what level of threat they might be, and that's a risk score. So this is a risk score. So they're talking about how they're going to how the border agents can protect protect the, the homeland from being intruded by terrorists. So somebody might have a very risk, low risk score that would be presented to them which says let them pass free, freely or it might be a very high risk score that says you really want to look at this individual and understand whether they, what, why they're coming into the country. By the way, this is so disgusting to me that we already have a credit score now we're going to have a risk score associated with each individual and you know, even though you're you're low risk, you'll still have a score. This is disgusting. Yeah, and, and look at them in a little bit more depth. This is the BBC reporting, by the way, who put a little hip music to this promo. If we take a look at this particular individual, there are a series of, um, of categories that, wouldn't, that make the statistical model suspicious such about a, such this what? In individual. So, for instance, what you might find is that the visa was uh, was uh, applied for and paid for in cash. Um, oh, no, listen, listen. That combined with the way the ticket was purchased, combined with perhaps the point of origin of the passenger, combined with their age, and combined with where they've been previously, might give you a pattern that is indicative of... Uh, of a high-risk passenger. Yeah, I love it. And then their sexuality, the skill, the the color of the skin. I mean, all of this stuff. We're gonna have a risk profile. So they're trying to sell this. That's why the BBC did this whole commercial. This, the whole piece was five minutes long, John, on this software company making this bogative crap. Yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna have a rating. Now oh, you get a nine. Well, how come I didn't get ten? <laughs> you, you you paid with cash. <laughs> You're not. You dangerous. paid with cash. Pretty suspicious. Yeah. And now back to real news. Watch out, geeks! Ooh, it's so exciting! Scientists working on NASA's six-wheeled rover on Mars have a problem, but it's a good problem. They have some exciting new results from one of the rover's instruments. On the one hand, they'd like to tell everybody what they found, but on the other, they have to wait to make sure their results are not just some fluke or error in their instrument. How many times do we have to listen to this bullcrap NASA PR? Next month, we're going to tell you it's a big surprise. <laughs> it's going to be great. It's, it's, you never guess. How many times we have they found a village of toads? How many times have they disappointed us with this crap? Every single time. Oh, we found water. Oh, we didn't. Oh, we got... There's life on Mars. dead life. No, we don't. Yeah, Ah. Yeah, I I didn't even want to clip that story because I didn't think it was interesting. I did get a clip of uh, your buddy... Thanks for just slamming me. Yeah, you're welcome. Your buddy Pistol. Why is he my buddy? Isn't he your buddy? Don't you like him, Pistol? No, he's he's a TSA douche. Well, he gave a little talk about traveling, making sure to stay safe. It's part of that theme of yours. Uh, stay safe. Stay safe? I don't have a stay No, it's safe. TSA. Uh. Rather than eliminating risk, demonstrate our agency's commitment, first and foremost, to security, but they also underscore our understanding that the vast majority of passengers do not pose a threat to aviation. <laughs> right. I, I keep waiting when I fly. That's all I got? That's all. That's all. That's all. That's here. That's all I got. Yeah. Uh, well. Uh, hey. Good job. At least my clips are coherent. 
Yes, well, thank you very much. So the thing, what he was talking about, he says they're not going to they're not going to pat down or run through the system people over seventy or under six or something like no, that. No, if you're seventy three, you don't have to take off your shoes or your jacket. That's now listed. At, did, did you fly or did you drive to uh, Washington? I flew. You didn't see the sign? If you were born, no, I didn't see a sign. Oh, this, I would have noticed if there was a sign. No, it's in. Did you go through the first class line, by the way, at San Francisco? I, I was. I flew out of Oakland. They, well, they have a they have a first class line in Oakland, premium yes, line, and it shoots right into the place where you're going to have to refuse to take. Okay, here, let, let me give you an explanation of this. I mean, I know you get a big kick out of doing this. There's nobody at the there. If I go to the first class entry, which right. I could do, right? They they shunt you right into a machine. <laughs> they sh- they shunt you into a machine. They shunt you. So, so if I go to the regular line, which has nobody in it except five people, I go to the magnetometer. Now, why would I go to the first class line so I can cause a scene at Oakland? No, no excuse me. I don't know what you're talking about, but in Oakland, you go through the priority line because we've done it, and you and you just show up at the TSA douche earlier, and then you can still choose whatever lane you want to go into. You're not forced. You're not shunted. That's not true. You just were too afraid. You were afraid to get caught. No, I didn't. No, I'm afraid to get caught. You are not a first-class passenger. Say, so wait, he, when you're flying on Southwest, I don't even know how you get into that lane because it doesn't make any sense. We just go, on business select, my friend. You just walk behind Miss Mickey. You just let her go. Yeah, well, if I had Miss Mickey as my guard, I'd probably go anywhere. So here's the sign. I'm, I'm surprised you haven't seen this. Attention passenger 75 and older. If you were born on or before today's date in 1937, you can leave your light jacket and shoes on during screening in this lane. Because apparently, if you're 75, you're not dangerous anymore. This is funny because this contradicts the early days of this bull crap when they used to say, I remember hearing people say it on these talk shows, they'd go, well, why are they patting down that old woman and that old man? The guy's 90, mm-hmm. and they're, they're making him go to the side, and they're patting him down. And the argument was, well, they're so old, they got nothing to lose. They got they would <laughs> right. bomb the place because they got nothing to lose. In fact, you know Remember what? Remember that? Yeah, no. I, in fact, I think if you're at the airport and you see some old man or lady, and by the way, 75 is not that old. I don't think that's old anymore. I mean, I, I know lots of 70-year-olds who are quite fit and okay, thank you, and are very active, have a very active sex life. Yeah, it's, it's 90 would be more like yeah. it, but go on. So 70, if you see someone taking advantage of this, I think you should you should shout and say, Hey, that lady's got nothing to lose. Frisk her. <laughs> <laughs> you should, if they have a cane, kick the cane. Say, hey, stop this woman. Stop her. This old lady, she might be explosive. She has nothing to lose, and you're letting her through. <laughs> That's exactly what they were arguing. I, I, now it's changed. <laughs> I think we need to talk about this. This this actually shows how much security theater there is, more than anything else. Because, first of all, it's so ages, like 75, like, oh, he's 75. He's not going to blow himself up anymore because he's old. I'm surprised well, you have the blind sheik. Yeah. Oh, by the way, did you hear the story where that where the uh, where the kidnapping plot uh, variation? Yeah, that it was actually um, that it was Romney. 
that it was the Republicans and that it was kind of like, it was exactly the, the business plot. You mean that one, the complete reverse of our theory? No, no, no. I didn't have heard the Romney one. That's pretty good. Why would now? And I'm not buying that one because of the way Clinton reacted to the whole thing. Because it was obviously he was in on this. No, this is the one where that the whole thing was a scheme to first kidnap the guy. The whole thing was a was a actually kind of a reverse plot to get the blind sheik, right? The guy get, who tried get, to level the the one of the towers, towers. of the trade center yeah. years ago, eight years before the nine uh, eleven. Yeah. Exactly eight years. It was going to be a trade. Uh, it was going to be a trade, a tit for a trade to get him out of because because yes. there's a bunch of Muslims right now that are making a big fuss, and and Morsi's one of them. They want the blind sheik released, but we can't do that. Yes, we. But, it, it, how old is he? Is he was he born on or before today's date, 1937? He, yeah, you just take a plane ride out, <laughs> and he's safe. He's good to go. <laughs> he's not dangerous. Anymore? Let's find out how old the blind sheep is. I'm looking him up. <laughs> He's pretty old. Seventy-four. Oh, he can't. Well, he'll have to wait. What? What is the birth date? The exact date of his birth? May third, nineteen thirty-eight. He'll have to wait. He'll have to wait until May. But it's, it's coming up. So in in May, he will officially no longer be a dangerous terrorist. They have a picture of him with. It looks like. Oh no, it's just this. Headdress. Anyway, look like Santa Claus there. Mm-hmm. Um, Santa yeah, so the, the idea was to do this deal to get this guy out of the country. Mm-hmm. And uh, but you know, I think the the truth will never be fully known. No, no, that is true. Uh, I had a little pedo bear. I'm I'm yeah, still- for for dinner. <laughs> yes, with my rice and beans. Whatever you do, don't eat the liver. I was kind of surprised that this hasn't gotten uh, that this hasn't gotten a lot of play. Actually, Elmo Kevin Clash resigned from Sesame Street after another man claimed today he had sexual relations with Clash when the accuser was underaged. Shevitz tonight, Nichelle Turner is with us in Hollywood tonight with all the details. Nichelle, yeah, I, I don't understand why this isn't an outrage. So this this Kevin uh, Clash. And the documentary about Elmo, which I saw, I think it's called Being Elmo, is quite cute. And <laughs> it really is. Can you imagine? I mean, there's so much material with the Elmo guy. It's like, wow, you could think of a lot of just horrifying well, but, situations. Well, if you see, you have to see the documentary. You can probably get it on the Amazon, your Roku, or Netflix, or whatever. You should really take a look at it. Because it, you know, this guy, this Kevin, is a superstar celebrity. He, I mean, he opens shopping malls with this gig, um, you know, and it's a whole store. And but he's also very influential. A lot of kids who want to learn how to use puppets um, come to meet him. And and I, I don't know exactly who the first or second accuser was, but having seen the documentary, I got a pretty good idea who it might have been. You know, I found the whole thing kind of creepy. And, you know, so this is Sesame Street, man. This is a guy from Sesame Street having inappropriate sexual relationships with children. I mean, it can does no one see that there should be a complete investigation of every puppeteer in Sesame Street now? We should be ripping these people apart? Why is there no call for this? Everyone's like, oh, it's okay. I mean. Because it was Elmo. Yeah, but Elmo was okay. No, he's not Okay. Elmo was is the pedo. Elmo's okay. He's okay. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? It's like I'm surprised. I'm really surprised. 
you know, when, everybody's laughing about it. That's the problem with this it's, story. It's, it's never going to have any legs because it's, it's so silly. But it's not funny. No, not at all. And the second but, you kid, know, even you know, you got I got to laugh on my my horrible Elmo imitation. That was bad. But it's, it was bad. I, I I have to if I heard him a few times, I think I could do it. But to me, it was just like, why doesn't anyone take this seriously? I mean, th- this there could be something going on with all these uh, all these puppets. Might be a. a, a, a a group of them. Yeah, Cabal. <laughs> cabal. A cabal. An, an Elmo Cabal. <laughs> Pedo Cabal. An Elmo Pedo Cabal. Yeah, possibly. All right, what else we got? Uh, I don't know. You still got some. Oh, um, the Dutch prince, Frizo, the one who's been in coma for a year, the one who got, uh, you know, he was in the avalanche. Right. Uh, according to reports, he now is showing minimal consciousness, just like his mother, the queen. <laughs> you know, I saw this coming. <laughs> How far As soon away? as you said minimal co- consciousness, I knew there was a there was going to be followed up by, <laughs> you, and you got the timing right. It wasn't like you were going to drag this no, joke I out. It. I got it. I got it. You nailed it. <laughs> Thank you. The minimal consciousness is the actual word. I mean, that is, that is the actual news report. <laughs> so it's like... It's like begging. It's just begging for this. So I got a couple of clips I want to run. One I want to run, but play the one government percent of GDP. This ran on the morning Joe. Uh, they were talking about, you know, the fiscal cliff and all the rest. And somebody threw this little bomb in there. It doesn't mean high taxes cause high growth. We have plenty of counterexamples. Too, too many variables. The real issue is the size of government. And if we really want a big government, then everybody's going to have to pay for it. That's probably a consumption tax. But if that's the way we want to go. By the end of the 90s, we were sitting at 19% of GDP. What are we at now, 23 24%? For government spending, government? yes. Okay. And we're headed toward 30 plus. Oh. So- Whoa, wait a minute. I, I heard two things in there. First, I heard consumption tax, which is VAT. Then I heard 19, 23, 19 to 23%. That is pretty much the rate of VAT in every country in the world that has it. Well, that that number comes in into this conversation. That number, and, and oh, I was heading to 30, is so bogus. We're already at 40. So what is the point on the morning, Joe, to throw out these bogus numbers? You can look it up anywhere you want. In fact, I sent you a link for the show notes, which has some of this. But we're been at 40 for a while, and we're moving up to 50. I so think, why are they coming up with this bull crap 19% going to 23, heading to 30, I'm telling when we're you at 40? I'm telling you why. Government spending as percent of GDP is 40. I thought it was higher than that. No. I thought, I thought it was 60. That's pretty high. It's actually 39.5 or I'm, something like that. I'm, I'm, those I'm lines, telling but you, but you're, not, you're not hearing me. You're not hearing me why. It's be, So people, let's start with this. The elites don't give a crap about people, and they they hold them in contempt as they are stupid. So the, the mind control is spending is 19 to 20%. In order to offset that, we have to have a 19 to 20% consumption tax. That, I think, that's the programming that I hear You might be on. right. I mean, it may just be a little bomb drop in there just to get people to think in that, ter- well, 19 to 20, 19 to 20. Hey, we're having a 20% VAT, so that's going to pay for everything. Oh, great. Well, there's also a, a meme along the similar lines. So we have, um, of course, uh, climate change is back on again now that now that Obama doesn't have to get, you know, doesn't have to go through another um, election. And 
the new meme, and I have I haven't gone through the whole report yet. I actually, but I will put it in the show notes. Is four degrees. This is the and the IMF has released a report. What if the world were four degrees warmer? So we've gone from two degrees now to four degrees. This is the new meme, and with this comes the twenty three dollars per cubic ton metric ton, I think, of carbon. $23 of carbon tax. I think we're going to get it. We're going to get it in this administration's reign of terror. Yeah, I think so, too. Although it's going to be tough to get that one past the Democrat House. They'll just, they'll just do an executive order. So here's turn down the heat. Why a four degrees Celsius warmer world must be avoided from the IMF. Why don't you say a 100 degree increase should be avoided, too? I mean, this is bogative. Well, the thing that I love so there's much. There's no evidence it's going to go four degrees. <laughs> yeah, there's tons of evidence. <laughs> hey, come on. What are you talking about? The science is in. Science. Uh, and of course, the, the news now that is being propagated that by 2020, but even starting in 2017, America would have more oil than Saudi Arabia. <laughs> it's like, what happened to peak oil? I don't get it. What happened? What happened to <laughs> really? like peak oil? Where's that? <laughs> Where'd that go? Of course, this could only be achieved by fracking, but still, it's not like it's gone. I mean, it's like. What, if I understand the numbers that are coming out now, which is being carefully avoided by uh, <laughs> uh, by many uh, many news channels, that uh, here the GAO, that's the Government Accountability Office. That's, a, that's, that's is that not a government outfit? Aren't there a bunch of feds? Yeah, estimate, but they're independent, right? But you know, they well, we take their word for it when they estimate what Obamacare is going to cost or what uh, the military is going to cost, right? We take their word for it there. Oh yeah. Okay. So the GAO estimates the amount of oil recoverable in America to be three trillion barrels, and they go on to say, in the past one hundred years in all of human history, we have consumed only one trillion barrels of oil. So that's pretty cool. <laughs> There's a lot of oil. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I mean, I mean, believe me. I, I I don't want I don't want fossil fuels either. I want nuclear. Which everyone goes yeah, insane. That's what you about. want? Yeah, but everyone goes At insane. Least you're consistent. Everyone goes insane when I say that. Man, we I don't want, see why. I, I think it's a reasonable perspective. I yeah, because personally people, don't mind fossil fuels that much. No, I mean I, I I like the I like the idea of uh, of nukes, man. It's it's cool. It's uh, it so I got one more clip. Really I, the other cool. stuff we can save till Sunday, but I have one more thing, which is Chris Matthews going on and on about soaking the rich with all these rationales. In other words, just jack up the you know the, this whole thing is you can just see this coming down Broadway. They they are not going to solve this problem by the first. Of, Obama's not even in the country. Doesn't care. 
used to be sure. that what you need is the, the left wants to fill they won the election, which is fair. You should get, I always think you should get at least a 60-40 deal after an election, even a divided right. government. If you win right. the election and the electoral vote, you ought to be the, get the best deal. Right. My best deal would be the president put his teeth marks right into the neck of the rich right now and say, <laughs> your rates are going up, buddy. I'm not going to go sorting around looking for deductions and screw right. the temples and churches around the world and get rid of charitable donations. Right. I still want you to give the charitable groups, but I'm taking your rate up where it was under Clinton when you were doing pretty fat and happy. So you got no complaint. We're going back to where we were in the right. 90s. If you did that, I think people on the left, the progressive side, would say, you know what? I'll take my piece, too, if he's willing to do that. But if he pulls yeah. back and says, oh, geez, I guess we'll just go with some deductions, then the left's going to say, if that's all you're doing to them, you ain't going to do right. nothing to us. You can't do it with deductions. You absolutely no, cannot do it. So Even if you could. Even, even if, if you could, he's right. Right. Blah, blah, blah. So, hey, by the way, here's the, wasn't this a meme in the, in the whole debate that, oh, you know, the Dem the Republicans want to go back in history. They want to go back to the Bush years. They want to go back. They want to go back. We're looking forward. Forward is our motto. Forward. And now all we hear is Clinton. We want to go back to the 90s. Does this make any sense to anybody? And how come they're not getting called out on this? <laughs> Why do you even care? I don't. Okay. It's hopeless. Well, all right. Well, so, well, we're on elites. A quick clip from our buddy Nigel Farage over there in the in the oh, Euro, in the we wrap. That's short short clip. Short clip from just fun. What we've, what we've seen this morning from the Commission and Parliament is a passionate defence of high salaries, index-linked pensions, chauffeur-driven cars, and a lifestyle that none of you would actually enjoy out there in the real competitive world. It's the status quo convincing itself that it's doing a good job, despite the fact the public increasingly doubt you. I would remind you that every time taxpayers' money is thrown at common European projects, the results are less than a success. The common fisheries policy and its environmental degradation, and now, of course, the euro, and not just an economic, but a social disaster that is engulfing the Mediterranean. And it's all based on a flawed thinking that the state, if it has power and money, can create wealth. The dead hand of bureaucracy is destroying innovation and destroying jobs in Europe. National democracy and free markets would be a much better model. I love the dead hand of bureaucracy. It just, it's, I like it. It's really good. I don't know where it's he comes up with that. Where does he come up with that stuff is my question. He's not. Oh, he's got writers. Yeah. Or oh, maybe yeah. we just send him stuff, send him ideas. I have no idea. <laughs> yeah, hey, maybe we should do that. We just send, send, him, send him little uh, little nuggets that he can use. That's pretty Man, cool. I think we can keep the nuggets here. I got a uh, an end of show clip, a short one. I see you have one, but yeah, no, but mine's a thematic that. clip. We can do yeah, do, we'll do, do it on Sunday. I got some good stuff. I have a. Uh, it's a clip with a a payoff joke at the end. Uh, so it's uh, what's that guy Stephen Fry? That's his name, Stephen Fry, and he's talking about uh, something that happens in nature, and then there's a payoff joke at the end. So that will be our our Ed's only just a short one. So that's our. Uh, our end of uh, end of show clip, and uh, I, I I have to add that um, yes we're screwed, uh, but there's hope. Hope and change. <laughs> That's what you're supposed to say. Yes, because I've been through this all many times before. Ah, uh, I missed the cue. <laughs> you did. I've seen this a million times. And then if I read my history, there's lots of it happening in the past. Go, Do you have go back to the 900s where people were eating each other. Oh, man. Would that be awesome or what? What a great t Good times. Good times. Eat, eat each other. 
Uh, so we'll probably do a, a No Agenda Hams uh, net after the live show. You can go to Echolink 3373 and um, uh, com, I guess. And uh, have yourself a great bogative uh, Thanksgiving, John, with your uh, with your family there. Thank you. Enjoy that. And I shall have an apple in my room by myself. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's what I want to hear. Exactly. Oh, that's horrible. Come on over. <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, anyway, we'll Write be back. the homeless over and feed them. Okay. No, because I'm going to be too busy with my ha- having my hand in my underpants sitting on the couch. Do that. We'll have a beer then. Coming to you from Gitmo Nation, uh, Drone Star State Capital like thing, a doodle, Austin, Texas. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. I'm Adam Curry. And also a happy Thanksgiving from the Pacific NW Bunker. I'm John C. Dvorak. We will be back on Sunday to bring you more quality analysis right here on No Agenda. Parasitic wasp that has the most extraordinary life cycle. They're called jewel wasps. They go up to the cockroach. They then impart a sting into its brain, which turns it into a sort of zombie. It doesn't kill it, but it kind of makes it just like... uh. This poor cockroach, he then gets packed into the nest, and then he um, lays eggs inside. And the baby wasp is born in and eats the cockroach alive from the inside in a very special order to keep the cockroach alive. So there you go. I thought I'd leave you with that charming thought. If only you could do that with Piers Morgan. Yes. (laughs) 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 (laughs)